Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. I'm Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we are in the Wombat Den studio, presented and sponsored by Rotor Epoxy. Yeah, Rotor Epoxy. You know, you're looking to get those floors done, add a nice little touch to them, make them look nice and pretty, you know, spice up your garage, your shop, whatever you need to do, make it last a little longer. You know, you got to get a hold of those guys, get those floors done. It's just going to make everything look so much better. I just love getting all these snaps from Rotor. Him, oh, Zeus made a really funny meme about rotor let's hear about it verbal meme explain it well, to the do you people remember salt bay right? yeah 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 salt a little bay. salt bay like, it yep. was like got the elbow out and he's yeah. dropping the salt on the like steak or steak whatever. whatever yeah and uh zeus edited so it sounds like, spicy yeah like rotor it's like rotor uh dropping those sprinkles in the floor for the epoxy <laughs> i was just like wow that's that's really good that's really funny <laughs> you did a good job zeus yeah that's good good work shout out zeus but really shout out rotor epoxy they do great work get a hold of them man I would eat my dinner off of a rotor epoxy floor. Those things are so clean and so good looking. Like, and that's the thing. You put those in a workspace, a garage, a bar, a man cave, basement, patio, office space. The list goes on. Pretty much any place you can imagine that is concrete. And we find new ones all the time. Every yeah. time they post something, it's like always something different. To be continued. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you just get a hold of them. They do great work. Uh, speaking of great work, we're going to run down quickly some of the scores we're yeah. we're getting kind of to the playoff push for senior side and uh colleges are kind of finding their way the girls high school league is now three weeks in mm-hmm. they're just about uh, about halfway i can't remember if it's five or six weeks for a regular season so they're about halfway i mean we're moving right along here i feel like once you're in it it just flies yeah. by um so d1 Chicago Lions defeat the Pittsburgh Forge 33-21. The St. Louis Bombers, they continue to dominate the western side of the Midwest D1. They win 43-12 over Palmer. Uh, Palmer having a tough year this year. I noticed, too, when I looked at their roster, like a lot of teams, you know, you want to hype things up. You post the roster announcement. I don't even think Palmer had a top 23. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think they only had like 21 guys. So, I mean... You need depth. We saw that this weekend for ourselves. Yeah, no depth sure. is something you always need. Um, when you think of those highest levels, I mean, you look at MLR. MLR, yeah, you have 23 guys for a match. But honestly, they go through like 50 players in a season just because it's just such a grind. They do 18 weeks yeah. for MLR. Yeah, you see different names on each roster like almost every week. Yeah, and it's always about like finding that efficiency of like, all right, Who's healthy? Who's rested? And then also this guy's style versus this team's style. You're always moving things around to just get that little advantage everywhere, whether it's tactical or just from a standpoint of like this guy's healthy, this guy's not. Uh, if you only have 20 guys, you're, you're tough. Like it's going to be a tough day. And yeah. then also St. Louis, the Bombers, they've been crushing oh, it. Dude, they're so good right now. I mm. mean, they've been progressively getting like better every season though. Oh, they're so hot right now. They're so hot right now. <laughs> the St. Louis Bombers is so hot. God, right we should now. get Justin on here sometime for that. I'd love I would like to hear his perspective on some yeah. of the bomber stuff over the years because he's played there for a while. Well, he played there when they were D2. Yeah. And now that they're D1, and I mean they put a lot of effort into it. And you think of like, so you got the Kansas City Blues. Mm. Kansas City Blues, they lost to Metro 29-46 in the yeah. D1. But Kansas City Blues, 
You have the Kansas City Rugby Club at D2, and then you have the St. Louis Bombers at D1. So there's like two D1 clubs, a few D2 clubs down there. Wichita, they're probably down there, around there somewhere, D2. Um, There's so much. And then Lindenwood, the college program. And then also our boy Hunter Clark from Valley High School. Mm. He just got a scholarship offer from a university down in St. Louis. They're going to be a new varsity program. I know, breaking news. Yeah, that's Uh, cool. Yeah, I forget. It's like St. Louis... I, I can't remember the name so of it. It's just like a small college of some sort. Or... Very small college, yeah. but they're going, they want to be like varsity. They're giving out money. Ooh. And so he, the, like the St. Louis, this college is like, whoa, St. Louis is a hotbed for rugby, men's college, all this stuff, Kansas City, St. Louis, everything. And then they come up to Iowa and they're like, there's talent here. We want to build around them. But that's what I'm saying with like the St. Louis Bombers. It just makes sense to like put an MLR team in this area. You have two Division One clubs between St. Louis and Kansas City. Mm. You have all these feeder programs. You have Lindenwood, one of the best of all time. You have another uh, college team that's going varsity. St. Louis, Kansas City, rugby is huge yeah. down there. The youth programs they have going, um, a lot of great things happen. Well, and then there. you look at all these teams too in the Midwest that they could try to pull from too. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, Chicago obviously has all those teams. I mean, Wisconsin's decent. Yep. Yeah. And then the last game we have, again, not a lot of people post their scores on Sundays. You know, <laughs> it's been over 24 hours, but that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Detroit defeated Cincinnati 31 26, the Ooh, tradesmen. So, really? yeah. I that's mean, a little closer than I thought it'd be, to be honest. Yeah. Detroit was one of those clubs we saw when they were D2 and they just they crushed people. Yeah. Um, they're doing great at D1. It uh, looks like Wisconsin was off for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's our wrap-up of the D1. Uh, you know, the Griffins are still the top side on the east. St. Louis is the top side on the west. A lot could happen in the next few weeks, but yeah. really looks like it's going to be Griffins versus the Bombers. Yeah, more yeah. likely. Yeah. And then in the women's, thought this was interesting, the Metro women defeated the Chicago Lions 35-21. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Palmer women were off this weekend. Palmer women, remember, they lost a close one to the Chicago Lions. Yeah. I don't know if they've played Metro yet. I can't remember if they have or not. I feel like if they did, it was fairly close. Yeah, that's something we could probably look up. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> you're, you're not going to look it up? Okay, no, <laughs> we'll just move on. <laughs> you have a phone. Does your phone not have internet? It's garbage. You know this. <laughs> yeah. That. What is that? What year is that from? 2002? What is that? Is that the is first ever? Is that the first ever touchscreen phone? Is that a Blackberry? <laughs> Didn't they bring the Blackberries back? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. And then in D2 action, uh, Bremer ended up forfeiting to Eastside. Those guys... They've been hit with like five season-ending yeah, injuries. Yeah, real, real shitty deal. We talked about earlier depth. I think it's one of those things where a lot of clubs, you're like, oh, man, if we have everybody available and everybody's healthy, we've got a good club. Yeah. But the things you forget about as we get into the season is, oh, I have a wedding this weekend. I have a bachelor party this weekend. I have to work. I'm on call. Yeah. Oh, I broke my ankle. Oh, yeah. I... And then next thing you know, you're down to 15 or less. Yeah. Maybe even 13. Exactly. And then each injury that happens, and then we're down to 13, we're down to 12, we're down to 11. And then you're scrapping, trying to pull people out of the woodwork to try to fill your roster. And yeah, 
most of them have some sort of excuse too. It's it's so hard too because you think like, all right, if we want to run a good club, we need to make sure we have, you know, 30 guys. Yeah, I was just going to say 28, 30 is probably like minimum. Exactly. But then you think like, okay, but if all 30 guys are available, seven of those guys aren't getting to play. And then another eight guys aren't going to start the game. Mm. There's 15 guys who are like, well, why am I even here? So like how do you, like yeah, finding that balance of like keeping them engaged, keeping them to know like, hey, I'm a part of this team. You think of like Ant Fryan with Iowa State. He does a really good job, yeah. but he sets up B-side matches. But then, like, like, if you need that, it's impossible to set up B side matches with men's league half the time. Though. Oh, exactly. Like, exactly. I don't know. It's that's such a hard question to answer. Like, how do you right? Because because there's yeah, egos there's so many, and there's so many and mouths to feed. And, so, there's mouths to feed. There's egos. There's there's just a, it's very complex, and we're not going to solve it right here. But no. it's it's very <laughs> interesting. Uh, and then the Des Moines match. Des Moines went up to Minnesota. Who did they play? Uh. Didn't they play Metro's D two side? I can't quite remember. I was trying to. Dude, you were you I was were trying to get some information. You on were that. you were that was your job. Your <laughs> your job was to get intel on this game. You talked to Nate Philby. You couldn't get him on the show. Talked to Sunday too. You talked to get Sunday. Sunday on either. So do you have any? They won. That's about the extent I know. And then I also know that you didn't. You didn't say what was the score. I don't know what the score is here. I was trying to find that out. No, I'm asking, did you text them the words, what yes, was the I, score? I did. I haven't heard anything yet. Did you text that more than five minutes ago? <laughs> like seven. <laughs> I, I just... Okay, maybe we'll find out later. So Des Moines won. Des Moines did win. I did saw, or if we saw on Facebook that Tim and John both played. Looked like it. Looked they, got like un- it. they had uniforms on. They had a little mud on them. A little mud. A little mud on the... Pretty interesting. I kind of wanted to get some input on that, too, but... Yeah, Phil, your you investigative know. journalism is top <laughs> notch. I best, gave you... Best side of this... Or best... Yeah, oh, my God. I can't even talk now. Now I'm getting flustered. <laughs> I know. I gave you one assignment. Figure out what happened in the Des Moines match. And this is the recap you give me? <laughs> hey, all I know is they won. I don't need Phil to score a penalty try. <laughs> good moving on good let's move on so now let's move into the d3 iowa league first up northeast iowa played cedar rapids yep uh northeast iowa won i think the score was 66 22 but i talked to cedar rapids sounded like you know again like we were saying it's it's a long season they only had 13 guys, and they still, I mean, 66-22, but you're down two guys the entire match. Not really anything to hang your head on. You know, you're playing down two guys, and you yeah. put up a fight the entire match. Yeah. Like, not anything really to be disappointed about. I mean, it's something I think for those 13 guys that played, it's something to build off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Matt Simon had a post uh, after the match as well where he was just saying, you know, he, he took a picture of the field. I think it was in Decorah because yeah. it was a beautiful sunset. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, and it, their field is just beautiful. And he just kind of a little reflection, you know, hey, this isn't the way we wanted our season to go, win-loss record. But at the same time, I appreciate the sport. I appreciate everyone I played against. And basically just saying, like, he loves rugby. And it was a really cool post and kind of like a cool reflection where it's just like, hey, we want it to be a little different. But at the same time, love the sport yeah. and love the people involved. So I 
you know, as both those teams end their seasons, um, because I think both of them are done now, because Cedar Rapids is supposed to play Clinton next week. Clinton is done for the year. Yeah. And Northeast Iowa has a bye next week. Yeah. They're done for the year. I, I really do think both of these clubs, even though the season's, the season didn't go as they wanted. You know, Northeast Iowa had a forfeit in there. They had that weird uh, forfeit loss to Clinton. And then Cedar Rapids, just depth was something they were working yeah. on. I think both clubs, honestly, though, even though it's not what they wanted, I do think they are in good spots moving forward. I think so, too. I, I think Northeast Iowa has a great culture and their social aspect. It really brings people in. And they got some really good athletes, too. They're just... You know, having all those like had a decent amount of guys retire. They just have a few pieces they just need to fill in. Depth, yeah, like exactly depth. And and that's the same thing with Cedar Rapids. Like Northeast Iowa, they have great pieces at the very you know crucial positions. They just need depth to fill it out. Yeah. The the reason why I think you know our match went the way it went against Northeast Iowa early in the year was they brought sixteen guys, we had twenty three. That was the difference because the guys who were on the field they played a hell of a match, but around the middle of the game. We made eight substitutions when they made one. You know, that makes a huge difference. It does. And then same with Cedar Rapids. When we played against them in the first five minutes, they had the ball inside our five-meter line looking to score. We forced a turnover. It didn't happen. But, like, they were they were right there. And then mm-hmm. it was – they had a couple of injuries, and they they just were short-manned. Yeah, because uh, they didn't come up with that many guys to begin with, right? Because I didn't make that match. But uh, <clears throat> they had, like, what, like 19 guys or something like that? Maybe like 17. 17. Yeah, yeah so they 17. didn't really have subs. And then this past weekend, you know, they're at 13. And it's one of those things where Cedar Rapids is a big area. It's a big city, but it is hard to recruit. You know, when we always think of rugby, you know, we look for guys who played in college because they at least know about it. Mm-hmm. We've been lucky because we have found a few grown men who've never played rugby who have this urge or this need to be like, this I want to tackle someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, want, I Like I want to be competitive. I want to hang out with the boys and I want to knock somebody's head off. Cool. Awesome. Uh, rugby is a sport for you. <laughs> rugby is a sport for you. Whereas like same thing with Cedar Rapids, they've got a high school program. Mm-hmm. There are kids who go to the university of Iowa. Maybe they'll move to Cedar Rapids. Um, there also is a college in town. Is it co-college? Yeah. Co-college. And right. then they have Kirkwood there too. Kirkwood the too. College, and they have, there's, Kirkwood has sports. Yeah. So, so know, I you mean, could get some former athletes from there. Right. And and that's the thing. I just feel like they have a good group, a good core of guys yeah. just looking for those extra little pieces here and there. They're right there. Again, those core pieces are great. If they can just fill out that depth, they're going to have a really good side. That's yeah. 66 to 22. It's such a misleading score because they were down two guys the whole time and they still scored four tries. Yeah. Still got a bonus point. Still got a bonus point. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Iowa rugby in the D3 level. We we do this podcast because we want to share the cool things going out. But, I mean, we got to be real, too. Um, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, unfortunately. As, collectively, as a state, trying to bring in new people, bringing in the kids who played in high school, bringing in the kids who played in college, bringing in brand new people who are from wherever yeah it's up to everyone i know and the whole recruiting process too was like we talked about it not that long ago how a very small percentage of like collegiate guys continue to play men's league and then like high school players it's not really a crazy high percentage for them to continue on yeah after high school so it's like how do we bump 
that percentage up. Yeah. Get more guys to come in. And you have an idea at the end of the show we're going to talk about. Well, it's not my idea, but yeah, it is an idea. But it's going to be your segment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'll take the lead on it. And it really is. I mean, so this week we played Quad City. Mm-hmm. We went to Davenport, or actually Rock Island. Rock Island, Illinois. Yeah. Yep. And so we said, Clinton, their season is done. Mm. And talking with like Debo, he's a guy who, like, heart and soul of Clinton. And I saw on Facebook he was trying to constantly recruit people, yep. constantly trying to grab people in Clinton. You know, they won a national title. We talked to Taco about it. They won a national title in 2002, three, four, four somewhere in, there, yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, great club. But there's so many other things people can do because of technology and just sports as a whole. Participation is down. Yeah. The landscape is just, it's different. Way it different. Yeah. And and again, we know our community is much different than Clinton's. Our recruiting is much different than Clinton's. Yeah. You know, we are in a very big metropolitan area. We do compete with the, the Des Moines Rugby Club that's in town. But also when people graduate from Iowa, Iowa State, you and I. More often than not, they moved to Des Moines. Des Moines is, and it's like, or at least a few years ago, it was the fastest growing city in like America. So a lot of people are trying to come here. <clears throat> yeah. And so obviously we know things are different. So Clinton, they they did what they could, didn't work out. They called it a season. A few of their guys were like, I still want to play. Mm-hmm. So they talked to the union, the Iowa union, the Midwest union, all the way up to the USA. Uh, they transferred a few guys, I think like five guys. Yeah, it was like three or five, something like that. Yeah. They transferred their sips to Quad City because they're like, I want to still play. Which, I see both sides of it. You know, it's like, that stinks that they couldn't be there for Clinton to keep that, like, something happening this yeah. year. But they hadn't even played a match all season. Mm. They did a, they did like a forfeit and then play tens. Yeah. That's not good for anybody. So these guys who have been busting their balls... I think that's the right word for it, yeah. Busting their asses. <laughs> that's their ass balls, <laughs> They're busting their asses, trying to make this happen. Didn't work. So instead of penalizing them, okay, cool. You can play for Quad Cities. Um, we played that squad. They had a full roster. We only brought 17 guys. Uh, it was, you know, beautiful day. Straightest lines I've ever seen in my life. Dude, I don't. I really want to know how they did that. Because it's also like, it was like diagonally. You know, did you notice that where it wasn't like the field wasn't yeah, straight, but the lines were straight. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. The yeah. whole field almost was like turned where they had it at. Like it didn't seem like it was lined up with like the woods, the woods, know? the woods came at an angle, but yeah. the field was straight. Yeah. 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 It was wild. I, <laughs> I want to know how they did it because me and DeAndre paint the lines in our field and we, and it's like an actual field and we still can't get them straight. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know it. And every referee tells us, like, is this the five-meter line? Because it's like three and a quarter. And then if you go 80 meters this way, it's seven. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that bad. I know. I know. I know. Uh, but Wombats, we end up winning 68-19. Um, Quad Cities, they had a lot of, like, brand new guys. They had a lot of young guys. Yep. I know they had a couple of injuries. Uh, they were throwing some stuff together. I also feel like as the Wombats, just things are clicking. Like guys are, have, we, we asked guys to commit and be like, Hey, just give us these six weeks, give us these six weeks and let's see what happens. And we've had some guys really step up Uh shout out to Devin, Devin, yeah. our strong man that we were just talking about last week. He had that competition. 
well, what, in the first five minutes of the match? Like 15, but yeah, either way, it was early. Dislocated his ankle and then broke his leg. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Um, so shout out Devin. Because what, what kills me too is like he was one of those guys, he is one of those guys that did no rugby experience. He just saw it and was like, I'll check it out. And he fell in love with it immediately. He was like one of those guys where like, there's very few of them out there, but he was one of them where it was like, if we can just get him a taste, he'll love it. Yeah. And he goes from like, dude, I'm going to put a little strong man on hold a little bit. I'm going to put that kind of off to the side. I still do it, but it's not my primary thing. I'm all in on rugby. Yeah. Cause well, at first he wasn't going to play in the fall with us. Cause he had this strong man competition. And he was going to mm-hmm. prepping for nationals. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck that. I'm going to play the entire season because our bye week landed literally on the day of his competition. Mm-hmm. So he played all season. While he was prepping for the strongman comp, got third place in the strongman comp, so he did qualify for nationals. So like, so he already qualified for nationals too. But he's yeah. like, screw, he's like, I'm not fucking going to that. I'm playing rugby instead. Yeah, and so, and he did say though, when he heals up, he'll be back. Yeah, uh, we talked, we stopped and talked to him Thank on the God. ride back. So thank God, because yeah. like he, he's good. He's just a good dude, and like that, those are the guys we have to find. It's hard. It's good, hard finding good those guys and a good guy. Yeah. Like, that's... And he's six foot four yeah, and can deadlift seven hundred pounds. Seven hundred plus, yeah. No. He's and he's <laughs> and he's the guy who goes to every practice. He goes to the socials. He shows up after practice at that post practice social. He's just fun. He just fun guy. Yeah. He gets it. So shout out to him. Um, yeah, the match. I, I think it went well. Um, you know, and we've we've talked about referees before. We had a brand new referee. Um, you know, you got to yeah. have referees. She's she was learning, yeah. you know, and I don't want to be negative, but there was some times like she swallowed her whistle both sides. I'm not saying like, yeah, it wasn't just one sided; It was both ways. Yeah, I'm not saying we played the most clean game, but like things kind of compounded on each other, whereas like there'd be a tackle around the neck and she just let it play on. So then if she didn't call it, someone tried to take it in their own hands. And as much as we try to be like, stop doing that. It just it's, yeah. it's hard because you, you get frustrated, the other team gets frustrated, and then we take it out on each other. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of where things that's the direction things kind of yeah. went in. And there was no no one got in a fight, but there was some verbal jawing back and forth. So yeah, I even talk shit during that. I, I don't talk shit. I know. Ever. I didn't I didn't like it. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't either. I didn't like the way things were going, but at the same time, it was just like ugh, like I don't know. I just if she would have grabbed control earlier and started like warning and carding people earlier, we would have settled down. Cause then the last 10 minutes, it just, it got stupid because it was just like, yeah, because a precedent was set and then people just went off of it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, rugby was played. It was a beautiful day. Wombats win 68, 19. I scored a try. You did. That was awesome. I also set Jeremy up. I had a pretty cool assist. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was on the play Devin got hurt. Yeah. Like literally, I threw that pass and I felt like I was a fly half mm-hmm. because we do our little 242. Their fullback, Craig, who we've had on the show, he was matched up on me. And then Debo, who's a prop, was matched up on Jeremy. They were matched up on the wrong guys. Yeah, a little bit of a mismatch. And so I had <laughs> Craig bit on me and then I offloaded to jeremy and jeremy just zoomed got the corner on debo and i was just like dang and then we turn and we look and devin's on the ground i'm like god damn it like that to go because i had no idea that even happened until jeremy sets it down and just hear people screaming i'm like shit yeah i know i was not 
drilled during yeah. that. But speaking of Jeremy, though, and because Wes Moss came and watched his play, obviously. Wes and, Moss. Yeah. I hope he guy. listens to this I, episode. I, I know. I, I was so guy. happy to see him. Me too. Okay. I'm just going to say real quick, though. Wes Moss, I'm sorry I didn't go to the social. I'm sorry I didn't go to your house. <laughs> um, I rode home with Jeremy, and you know Jeremy. Jeremy is the king of Irish goodbyes. And literally, I got back to the car. And it's me, Jeremy, and Ridgeway. And I'm like, hey, we going to the social? And Jeremy's like, huh, no. <laughs> and then Jeremy just drove us home. And I'm like, all right. We're, all right. Well, two things on that. One, you guys missed a really good social. The Quad City had like had it at Ruby's? Ruby's, yeah, Ruby's. bikes, beer, beers, bikes, and brats. So the guy's a former Quad City guy. Nice. Who owns it or runs it or whatever. And the food was amazing. A picture of the mac and cheese, oh, the barbecue yeah, the brisket, mac and cheese. Yeah, the brisket barbecue. There mac was and brisket cheese. in it too. Yeah, it was brisket in the mac and cheese. It was so good. You guys missed out on that. Like, food was phenomenal. They did a great job. That's social. I told them. I told them, let's go. And then Jeremy's like, oh, I want to get home. Jeremy won't listen to this. So, <laughs> oh no, but his cousins will. Oh, cousin, oh no, they're gonna roast me in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I was going with Jeremy though. So like when I was over on the sideline talking to Wes, and where Wes is like, Phil, you haven't changed a bit. And then he's like, Jeremy, he's like, holy shit, I can't believe how skinny he is. And he is still playing, if not better than what he was at UNI. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's Jer- also true because Jeremy's in great shape. Yeah, no, Jeremy, he was talking about it to someone because there's a lot of guys that just know Jeremy from the last couple of years. Jeremy was a lock. Like, Jeremy was a big dude. Mm-hmm. He has put in so much work. And I will say, in his 16 year career, I think he's playing his best rugby. Oh, yeah. And I think this is his last year. Mm. As sad as it is, like, I know him. I, like, he's putting everything into this, yeah. which it's it's sad, but also, like, it's cool to see. Like, dude, he's a force. Yeah. Get three tries. I know. He's so good. He's so it. good. I know. I'm going to be sad. I've played rugby with him every single year. For the last 13 years, I've been his teammate. Yeah, it's been almost nine for me, except I guess maybe like one year when he graduated. And then he was at Bremer yeah. and you were at you and I. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a year gap in between, but yeah. still. God, dude, he's so good. About. He is. You know who else is good? Who? Juju. You talking about Julian Hall? You know, I'm talking about Julian Hall. You know, he went to Ankeny High School, oh, played in the yeah. High School 7 series. And then when we were starting this team, we're like, you know how we have to make this team? We need to get former high school players who kicked ass, who aren't playing for men's clubs. And Juju was one of the first people I wanted to contact because I played with him on the Ankeny, Ankeny assholes. assholes. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, that's my guy. I, I need I need to uh I need to get him. And then also, too, fun fact, uh Grace. Yeah. So her family was in the same bowling league as my family oh really yeah i forgot you did bowling league yeah so like my family knew like i knew her and her family wild story right yeah it's crazy i can't believe it i know (laughs) but yeah no we should definitely uh get a hold of juju and maybe get his recap of the game let's see what he thinks you know we talk too much let's hear from him let's call him up all right and now we have with us Julian Hall, you might know him better as Juju, a player for the West Des Moines Wombats. Juju, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for joining us. So, yeah, we we just kind of recapped our game up in the Quad Cities, and you have no idea what we said about it. Basically, (laughs) (laughs) what we wanted to know was, uh, how did you think Saturday went? 
Um, for the Wombats and how we played, very well. Um, I liked how some of the guys stepped up and were able to make stuff happen when we had injuries or whatever the case may have been. And um, I think we traveled well for an away game and for it being so far. Um, so, yeah, I feel like we played well and we kept our heads for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny that you say that because Phil and I did mention how, like, at a certain point, like, we felt like, referee, we know she's new. We tried to give her some grace. But at the end of the game, um, safety became an issue where we, we can admit we – People got vocal, you know, no, no punches were thrown intentionally or, you know what I mean? Like there was no real fight, but I mean, it got close just because she wanted the game to be free flowing, but then it turned into, I mean, dude, you got fucked up. You got laid out. I I mean, throughout my entire career, I've never, ever, ever been hit like that. Even with the ball in my hand, I got laid out. I think that's the maddest I've ever been on the pitch. Yeah. yeah, I was pissed. You were coming across the field, and before you even got the ball, you just it was like a cross body check and just no wrap right across your chest. And I ran over to you and I kneeled over the top of you, and I'm like, Hey, we need a minute. And I'm calling the trainer over because I thought you hit your head. And I'm like, Are you concussed? And you're like, No, dude, he hit me in the fucking chest. <laughs> uh, I couldn't even breathe for a second. That's the only time ever, ever I've been here like that. I came home and told Grace, I'm like, I got popping. <laughs> <laughs> we got fresh charges or something. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and you talked about too people stepping up in injuries. You know, we only had 17 guys. We talked, you know. We mentioned how Devin got hurt. Shout out Devin, 15 yeah. minutes yeah, in. Um do you wanna wanna call out some people that stepped up and really did well this weekend and like filled a role that they weren't expecting to I fill, mean, maybe? All three of them. I mean, um, them came in and made some good decisions at the end, you know, um, and didn't make any mistakes on the defensive side. Jake Najee, um, that's how you say it, right? Najah. Okay, well, he came in and he played well for his first 15s game. I mean, just coming out of high school and stepping up. 18 years old, job. man. I mean, he, he was chasing those balls and putting pressure on those guys, and they didn't know, they didn't expect it. And then he had good runs. It wasn't just going straight down to the ground. Like, he was fighting back, which was, you know, very nice to see out of him because I know he was kind of nervous. And as he should be, you know, being 18 and playing against guys, you know, 25 and above, like, that's kind of crazy. So, and he weighs, um, like, what, probably 145 pounds? Like, yeah, still, still more than me, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, yeah. Um, he stepped up and and he came to the social after, which was you know cool to see. Um, and then Luke, Luke, man, mm. Luke popped a guy this weekend. I think him being on the sidelines, he he got kind of anxious and was ready to get out there. And he came out there and made it happen. And he he lasted you know the rest of the sixty five minutes. And he'll tell you himself, you know, he likes to come in and he'll come in second half and he'll make his impact. But he does not want to play that long yeah. <laughs> for him to be able to come out. Well, there. he might have to. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, he'll step up when he needs to. He's he's a team guy. He's going to do what we need. But, you know, he is very well, like, he likes to be out there and just be with the guys and come in and have a little bit of fun. But, you know, he stepped up and made some very big plays and was there defensively, has some good runs, rucking. I mean. He was a force in the um, defensive lineouts, too. He stole, like, three of them. Oh, yeah. Standing there he was, putting his arms up. He was <laughs> trying to jump his 
figure out. <laughs> That's that is probably the greatest defensive line out I've ever seen. Is just like, hey, you're six foot five, six six. Just stand at the front, <laughs> face the guy throwing it in, and challenge him to throw it over you. Dude, it messes with their head so much. He stole everyone, and if he didn't yeah, steal like it, the they threw it so high they messed up. I like the third one. He was ready for it. He was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like a cat for a ball. He was going for it. You just saw the one. He literally just put his one arm up and just held it up there the whole time. It was yeah, so hilarious. Loved it, but I love seeing that out of all three of those guys and for them to travel up, you know what I mean? Um, that was big. It was. I. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously – having some people getting hurt stuff was pretty unfortunate, but it was really cool to see a couple of those guys. Yeah. Really step up and help us secure that win. Oh yeah. And it gets everybody excited. You know what I mean? To know that those, those guys can step up and come in at any point and mm -hmm. we never slow down our play. We just keep, you know, punching it like we do. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Oh yeah. And I was going to ask you too, what was your favorite try from this weekend? Um, probably the one I gave to Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because I, I, I don't even know what I was thinking. Just center it. I should. <laughs> you, just, you had it. I don't know what. Why you like literally? You cut like three meters away from the try zone, trying to center it, and then getting like then basically just having to dump it off to Jeremy because you're getting hit. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought you were going to cut outside and pop it to Jacob for his first try. And then you cut in and give it to Jeremy, who already had two tries on the day. Yeah. Well, when I turn around, what makes it my favorite, when I turn around, me and Jeremy caught eye contact, and he looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? I mean, he, he scored so many times, I'll just run to the corner and dive, and he probably was expecting that, you know what I mean? I just turned around, like, hey, like, here. <laughs> I like, I get the idea of, like, trying to center it more, so, like, your kicker has an easier, like, conversion. But we got Lee. Lee can kick it wherever, so score it wherever. You know what? I called Lee out for that, too. I was like, well, you know what? I haven't seen you in a freaking month at the games. You've been on vacation and doing this and that. I was like, it's been me and freaking Nico missing him for the last two. And then he goes 9 for 10 on conversions after we went against Cedar Rapids, I think 1 for 10. So, yeah, just a mistake, but it was a funny one. So that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, right back. Let me take that back. My favorite one has to be Mr. Gray getting in there. Yeah, boo. <laughs> he was setting you up for it. Dude, I'm so happy you said that. That's the whole reason I asked that question. He's like, hey, Nico, 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 finally. <laughs> oh, no, do you know who, who gave me the assist? Mm -mm. It was Vic. Yeah. Oh, really? Because yeah, was everybody was set up on the right side. The ball was in the middle of the field, and we were at the five-meter line. And someone ran it into contact, and me and Vic both went left. And Ridgeway was in there, and everybody was like, oh, they have a backline set to the right. Everyone's in the ruck. And me and Vic snuck out to the left, and I'm just yelling, Ridgeway, left, left, left. <laughs> he pops it to Vic. Vic could have cut in and scored on his own easily. And then I just was screaming for it like an asshole. And then Vic's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. It's bag season. Who cares? <laughs> You're doing your thing this, this year, man. You're getting... Oh, and speaking of, you know, doing our thing this year, doing our thing, we have one more conference match. Dubuque is five and oh, Wombats are five and oh. We go to Dubuque next Saturday. How are you feeling? Uh, I mean, with the injuries, you know, and possible, you know, Nico maybe be sitting down. 
I was getting a little nervous, but then talking with D and Phil on the way back and realizing like all the guys who will be traveling, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. We're playing good rugby. I mean, we've been playing good rugby all year, but we're just starting to sharpen up a little bit and it's, it's getting scary for these guys. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like Ridgeway. He told us, you know, last spring, like, Hey, this is the new structure we're going to run. This is our offense. This is how we run defense. And it just really feels like in the last, since that Cedar Rapids game, guys have fully bought in and not only yeah. bought in, like people understand it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and it evens out the field, you know, gives the guys the rest of So, I mean, it's, it's really nice. I do agree that people are buying in. It's getting way more comfortable. Definitely. And uh, last question here for you. You know, we know you got you got Malcolm. He's probably eating dinner, going going crazy. You got to yeah, get back to him. Um, <laughs> I know, I know how that dad life is. <laughs> how that dad life. But what uh, what's your goal for next week? What what are you looking for out of this next match against? Um, just a dub. Anyway, I don't care how it goes. I just want a dub. And personally, I just want to be able to make my tackle because I know these guys are more of my age faster and they're gonna break the line probably a couple more times and I'm gonna have to be there and I haven't had to a lot this year so this game's gonna test myself and my tackling so I can you know sharpen that up and just making sure that I'm there when I need to be. Julian you're the man and the most humble. (laughs) (laughs) Hey thank you for joining us tonight man appreciate it you take care and uh we'll see you Wednesday night at practice and yeah, let's uh let's get after it Saturday. Yes, sir. Have a good week, guys. You too, brother. We'll see you Wednesday. Yeah. I remember. Oh, I started recording. Okay, say, and that was Juju. That was Juju, or otherwise known as Julian Hall. Actually, everybody knows him as Juju. I don't think anybody knows him as Julian. But great guy. We love him. I love him. No, I and like I said, he was one of those guys that I remember playing with him on the assholes and like when i was envisioning what the wombats would be it was like well i want to grab players that i know guys have played before guys that have played in high school and have been kind of gone for a while they don't play for another club and he was like the exact guy i was looking for and what's hilarious is he is exactly what a wombat is he in our first year of the club, we have this award called the Way of the Wombat Award. And basically, it's the guy who's like the most selfless and just buys into the club and just really steps up. He won that award yeah. last year. And it's just funny because like in my brain, when I was like trying to like come up with this plan of like, who are we going to recruit? Who's going to be on this team? He was one of the very first guys besides like the UNI guys that yeah. like I've played with for 15 years Mm -hmm. he was like the first kind of outside guy that i really wanted to pinpoint i wanted him on the wombats and then once we had him it was like he gets it you know he understands like that mix of we're competitive but we have fun and we're here for each other and ah, it's just good dude yeah i know he definitely embodies that whole way of the wombat like i can't think of anybody who would be more deserving obviously so yeah no definitely and that was Oh, good to talk to him. Yeah, good no, to see funny. where he's at. Honestly, I've always thought about it. it's like, man, we should have Julian on sometime, but it was just we should probably have him on in person. In person, so, sometime, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people we need to have on in person. Yeah, yeah. That's your job. Make a list. You make a list, and we, we'll start. We have like a couple of different random lists. <laughs> yeah, I know. We keep we just keep making lists and deleting them and not using them. But you know, we should open up that old list and see what we, we got. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. <clears throat> All right, so. 
moving on. Moving on. Uh, I don't know if D4, I don't know if Iowa Falls played this weekend. They have they have a lot of bye weeks yeah. in their schedule. Because there's only, I think, four teams in that league. so they And they're all in different areas. I think they only play four games in eight weeks. Yeah, so. they have like that Scott Lacrosse team, the team from North Dakota. Blacks. Yeah, it's just, man. Yeah. It's so weird. I'm not sure. Uh, but I am sure that the Des Moines women went to Rockford, and the Des Moines women teamed up with Quad City women and the Fox Valley oh, yeah. Vixens, I think chaos. they're called. Chaos. They're chaos. Okay. Like chaos they used to be the Vixens, but I'm guessing they probably they like... a little rebranding, probably. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. They teamed up, Des Moines, Fox Valley, and Quad City. They played against the Rockford Ravens. They won 62-24. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, that's a crazy scoreline. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did have three teams come together, but I think only like, what, seven girls, well, seven women from well, Des Moines played? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, one of the women, Des Moines women, uh, Mackenzie. So, Kenzie, that Gibbons, Isaac yep. Gibbons' sister. So, really, Mackenzie Gibbons. Yeah. She uh, scored four of their tries. Ooh. So, she scored a lot of their points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a third of their points were yeah. from a Des Moines player. Yeah. Yeah. I did see one of the women had West Des Moines Wombat shorts on, too. In that photo. Oh, yeah. They're, they're Justin's shorts. I said something <laughs> more about that at uh, because uh, I saw them. What tournament was that? I think it might have been Toys for Tosh. She was wearing Wabash shorts. And I'm like, where'd you get those from? She's like, Justin. I'm like, oh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, it's just funny because, like, anytime you show up to a rugby match, doesn't matter what level besides, like, MLR and international. But, like, there's even D1 players. People wear shorts from, like, nobody's shorts ever match. Yeah, people always wear shorts like, oh, yeah, I played I hoard on to this team or I, I played with them for one semester. Or, I, I used to live in Tennessee for a year and like Isaac Benton still wears the, <laughs> Isaac Benton. Ones. Our jerseys are teal and yellow and white. <laughs> yeah. And Isaac Benton wears bright red, red. shorts every single time. I wear those shorts to practice. Like, I have the same pair. And are they comfy or what? They are comfy. They're nice shorts, but I wear them to practice all the time. Yeah, but you don't wear I them wear in a game. Games. No, Red is not one of our colors. And then you're we're always out there, like, you have three guys with, like, black UNI shorts. You have, like, seven guys with black uh, Wombat shorts. You have another couple guys with just white, white shorts. shorts yeah. Isaac Benton's in red. Someone else is in a pair of Bremer shorts. Like, no one... <laughs> <laughs> Like, what is this the pro bowl <laughs> yeah. where everyone has different helmets on <laughs> flex side yeah. right uh yeah so really cool to see like senior women play i would love to see all four of those team be independent of themselves in omaha and then maybe in the cedar rapids and northeast iowa but this is how they get there yep. you know if those women had a good time and there's women in the crowd who go i could do that that's how it builds so uh shout out to those women Great job, great effort, just way to make it happen, spirit of the game. Yeah, keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, as long as there's rugby being played any way, shape, or form, you know, we'll take it's it. a win. Yeah. yeah. And so I think now, uh, moving from the senior side, we should move into the college side. Oh, yeah. Our game of the week, mm. University of Northern Iowa women hosted Iowa State University women yep. in – a battle between two top five teams. It's a conference matchup. It's number five and six, I think. Iowa State was fifth, and you and I Women's was sixth because I was four. It's four, oh, five, six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like Iowa, you and I, and Iowa State have been like kind of trading back and forth. Mm. So a top six battle. Yeah. A battle to be in the top five. Um, 
yeah, huge. We knew it'd be huge. We'll and be the outcome there. was not disappointing. When I saw the result, I was checking Facebook on the ride home from our game, and I saw that score line. I was like, yeah. I wish I could have seen that game. I know. Well, like I said, the, well, I guess during our interview, I mentioned that there was a few old boys that were at that match watching it. Oh, creepy. I know, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding. You old boys. When you say old boy, I know, it, it makes sounds, it... That does sound weird, doesn't it? <laughs> but no, like, I was getting, like, a few, like, in our group chat, they're just like, holy shit, like, this game is crazy. Like, just so much back and forth. And, yeah, like, insane outcome. So. Right. So, I don't want to spoil it. Let's talk to one of the players, Aubrey Burrish. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great player for the University of Northern Iowa. Let's hear from her. Yeah, let's play it. And now we have Aubrey Burrish from the University of Northern Iowa women's team. Aubrey, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. So good. we wanted to call and check in because we were talking to Flan. We had the B-Side Boys game of the week this, uh, yeah. this weekend was <laughs> the Iowa State women's team versus the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, a top five matchup in conference play. And it yes. sounded like it lived up to the game of the week. Oh, yeah. Sounded like it was a close one. Uh, do you want to tell us about that game? I don't want to spoil the outcome yet. Uh, just tell us in your words how the game went and how it ended. Well, in my opinion, the game, it was pretty back and forth pretty much the whole time. Lots of anxiety, lots of defense, lots of offense, just everything. It was exactly what... It's exactly how I thought it would go. Um, and I didn't expect anything less from, you know, both sides. So it was fun, though. Yeah, it and was, what what was the final score of that match? Uh, it was, let me see if I get it right, 36 to 33, I believe. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was and, insane, I will say. <laughs> and Phil wanted to know, who scored the last try of the game? I'm, I'm <sighs> Well... Well, that happened to be me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great feeling for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting like updates. I have this group chat with some old boys and one of the guys was watching the game and uh -huh. I was getting like little random play by plays, which is like, holy shit, oh this game gosh. is so intense. It's so back That's and forth. That's awesome. And they did mention your try at the very end for the win. Oh, it's so, so sweet. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What position do you play? I'm inside center. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And so how did that final play go for you guys or that final score? What was the setup? And I don't know, walk us through it. Um. Yeah. So my scrum half, Annie Henderson, we like to do this thing called a scoot. Um. So off of a ruck, Annie will fake it to pass it to our fly half. But really, she'll just pop it off to me and I'll just hit that space really fast and just mm. try and score. Um. And that was actually one of our personal goals that we had for each other. So we were ha really happy that we were able to do it and do it successfully. Nice. Does that, so when you do that scoot, are you attacking the opposite fly half or are you going out with it? I'm going, I think it depends. It kind of depends where Annie decides to go. Gotcha. So this one, I think she went to the weak side of the ruck and popped it towards the inside of where the ruck was because oh, okay. the, po oh, okay, the okay. post followed her. So I just was able to like hit that hole right there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So we, we used to have a play in our forward pack called dragon where basically, you know, 
the scrum half goes in and you have your pod of three and then you throw yeah. it left or right. And then uh-huh. we would have a play called dragon where the scrum half would run past the pod and then throw okay. it back inside. And then that yeah. inside right off the rock, I'm thinking this is like yeah. the same play, but yeah. instead of a slow prop, you have a very <laughs> athletic in center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, guess so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might have to tell our backline. That's a new play. We're going to run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sounds good. No, that's awesome. And, Thank we, you. we were looking at scores too of mm-hmm. you know your conference and it looked like you know and based off of rankings too northern iowa and iowa state would be the top two clubs we know your uh-huh. two clubs are very close like a lot of the yeah. girls have played each other for years in yeah. college high school you know what was what was the social like and the vibe like afterwards i mean it's such a tough loss for iowa state and an exciting win for you and i but at the end of the day i know mm-hmm. the clubs are close yeah. uh social yeah. still a good time yeah, it was social. Um, we didn't really get to see them because we had to um, sell raffle tickets and stuff so we could fundraise. And then we had to tear down the field. So unfortunately, we weren't able to chat much afterwards. They kind of left quick. So, but I did. I did text a few of the girls after. Some reached out to me. So mm-hmm. it's all it's all in good love. Yeah, I really love those girls. They're awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and. I was going to ask too, the out center for Iowa State I saw was Ivy Lawson. She's a freshman. I, yes. Yeah. I, I coached her at Roosevelt. How did she do oh, in her, awesome. it was her first game ever at out center. How did she do? I just, just curious as a former coach. <laughs> I mean, I thought she did awesome. I think Ivy actually came to um, tour you and I. Mm-hmm. So I got to, I think I got to meet her a little bit. Um, yeah, she seems like a really sweet girl. Um, if I'm being honest, when I play, I don't really know how people are doing other than my team. <laughs> so I don't know if I could give you like a great answer, but no, that's I know I- Ivy's a-, a tough player and a hard player too. So oh, I yeah. know she did great. Yeah. No, that's 100% fair. Cause yeah, now that I think of like from our game from this past weekend, it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of myself. Like <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what anybody else did. It's just like your own little bubble. Yeah. yeah. Did I do my job? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Aubrey too, you had this past year, you played for some higher level select side teams and you had a really good, it, it sounded like a good summer. Um, yes. What were some of those opportunities you had? Um, well, I was able to play for the Midwest Thunderbirds. And so that was awesome. Um, and then from there, I was um, selected to play for the U23 USA national team in a tournament in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a crazy experience, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, because I, I watched you and Danny play in uh, yeah. both of those, actually. That was really fun yeah. to see some yeah. familiar names. And, and you yeah. scored in one of those yeah. matches yeah. for USA, I didn't did. you? I did, yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. I did yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it was really awesome because, yeah, and yeah, it was very surreal. Do you keep in con- like? Are you still in contact? Like, are they still mm-hmm. scouting you? I'm sure because you're you're in that player pool. What what is your plans for you know rugby after you and I? Are you a senior right now? I am a senior. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what's what's yeah. your plan for rugby after you and I? Or do you even you- know what that looks like? Or are you just focused in season? Like, what's right in front of you? I think. 
initially right now I'm pretty just focused on in season, but I mean, obviously I've thought about what my future might look like with rugby. Um, I would of course love to play for a WPL team Mm -hmm. or, you know, if I get the opportunity to go to more USA camps, then that would be awesome too, just to get my foot more in the door. But yeah, really, I'm just, I'm happy to play when I can. So that's how I'm going about it so far. That's awesome. I was curious too, because uh, usually we didn't get a chance to lead into that one yet. But I was yeah. curious how you got started with uh, how did you get started playing rugby exactly? Yeah, um, I was just taking college tours as one does when they're trying <laughs> to figure out what they want to do. But um, <laughs> I just I kept seeing like you and I or just a woman's rugby everywhere on like every single campus tour that I would take at various colleges. Um, and when I went to you and I, I saw they had it chalked on their sidewalk. And I just, I would always joke with my dad about me potentially playing just because, I don't know, it seemed like not my type of sport that I would do. Um, but I decided that maybe it was. So I went to camp when I decided to go to UNI and I just never left. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. Almost like it yeah. starts as a joke and then you're like, yeah. whoa, I'm actually really good at this and I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't regret it one bit. But, That's yeah. awesome. So who do you all have uh, next weekend for your next match? I believe we are playing Winona. So okay. we'll be going to Minnesota. So I'm excited for that. Nice. They have a really yeah. nice field. Their campus do, is yeah. beautiful up there. They have like, oh, yeah. the bluffs yeah, and everything. Yeah, I love it there, too. That's actually the campus I first went to when I first saw like women's rugby display. Wow. That was the first campus where I came to, so. That would have been probably around yeah. the time when they were just done, like winning all their national titles in D2. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's yeah. probably why they're like, hey, we're D2 national champs. Everyone come play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Sounds like, I mean, that your toughest match of in-conference play, you guys got it out of the way. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. don't want to look too far ahead, but I mean, Phil right. and I will say it for you. I think you guys have, uh, the rest of the conference games, you should have it pretty well in hand. And, so. and uh, oh gosh, thank you. <laughs> no, no personal bias at all. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, no, that we'll be lot, yeah. we'll be following along and rooting for you girls, and definitely yeah. checking in with you again. And you know, good luck the rest of the season, and we can't wait to see yeah. uh, what the Panthers do in the playoffs. Amazing! Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, thank you. thank you for joining us, and yeah, like yeah. I said, good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, and that was Aubrey Burrish. Um, you know, great player with uh, you and I. Thanks to Megan, got us hooked up with her, didn't she? Did you talk to Megan about that? Oh, frick, yeah, I did. Of course you did. Who else do you think set that up? <laughs> yeah, that was, no, that was good. Yeah, that was really fun to get a little recap of that game. And, yeah, congrats to you and I women's team. Yeah, it, I think it's fun, too, because – when we first started this podcast, we just reached out to people we know. Yeah. And now we're reaching out to people we know and Getting us we're like, people we don't know. <laughs> and now yeah. we're like talking to people we don't know. And like that, I, I love this because it's like, we're, we're hearing from more people. We're getting more perspectives and just to hear from like the current players they're in it. Like yep. 36, 33, that is an amazing match. Yeah. I mean, that right there proves like, okay, they're one ranking apart. That's fair. That is a, yeah, that's a very fair ranking. Yeah, both of them, because that's a damn close match. You're talking a couple things. The ball bounces a different way. Mm-hmm. 
that game is Iowa State's. And here's the thing. Last year, Iowa State qualified for the playoffs as an at-large. You're going to see that again. I would not be surprised if they see each other. If the they see each other in the playoffs, it would not be surprising at all. The only thing that would surprise me is if, like USA Rugby, like the way they organize is like stupid. And well, what if they pull some shit? Where so you remember when? I think it was my I can't remember if it was my junior or senior season with you and I, but because Whitewater and Duluth were so fucking good mm-hmm. that they didn't want to put them on the same side of the bracket, so they put Whitewater on the opposite side of the bracket against Duluth. So right, yeah, and they like so like Whitewater was having to do some like weird travel stuff, yeah, because they were on the opposite. Side. Like they almost had to go all the way to the the west coast coast, yeah and then whitewater faced the east coast yeah even though they both should have been on the eastern side yeah but it was like this should be our national title yeah exactly and it was the national title match between the two so yeah i wonder if they'd end up doing something like that where like maybe if i would say could say at large they just put them on the opposite side of the bracket or something tough to say because you still have michigan and notre dame college ahead of them yeah so it's not as obvious and iowa too and iowa and that's who we're going to talk about next year but um yeah i just really good stuff and it just sounds like both clubs are just getting better and better Mm -hmm. you you think about this last year when you and i played iowa state they beat them by a wide margin iowa state has closed the gap in one year Mm. like just we're here like you and i didn't lose a lot this past year you know they have a lot of returners they have a lot of freshmen a lot of a lot of things to build on Mm -hmm. iowa state they're right there yeah you know they caught up that's definitely a testament to their current players putting Mm -hmm. in a lot of extra work and kelsey working with those girls so yeah congrats to them yeah and obviously kelsey and iowa state they want to win that match but again I think we see them run into each other in playoffs. In, I think so, too. In the later rounds. Um, should be interesting. Yeah. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun to follow. Because, yeah, I don't think Iowa State or UNI loses another match uh, until playoffs. I think so. Yeah. Moving into, like you said, Iowa. Another top 10 team from the state of Iowa. University of Iowa Hawkeyes. They travel nine hours to play the Ohio State University. Phil, who do you think won? I'm going to go on a limb and say Iowa won. What was the score, you think? Hmm. Was it a beatdown? 38-25. Oh, that's actually pretty close. Okay. Yeah, two tra- or two scores, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 13 points. Ohio State's usually, I mean, I guess I'm not really 100% sure how the women's program is. Like, I know the, the men's, men's program is always great. Good, yeah. I mean, it's a massive university. Yeah. The place is huge. But it, looking at it, too, like Iowa had to drive nine hours to get there yeah and then when you looked at it they had a full side they had a whole roster go the iowa women are for real and they took care of business i mean again i don't care what sport you're playing if you're playing against the ohio state university i just assume they're the better team you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. i mean any prospect yeah in in any program they have they put everything into it they have a they're a very proud base so proud that all of their fans are super annoying. <laughs> yes. yes <they> are. <laughs> I'm just telling you, name one Ohio State fan that you're like, I'm glad I'm his friend. Yeah, you're right. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody listening to this actually roots for Ohio State and not ironically. They're probably a big piece of shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I hope they turn it off right now. <laughs> no, but hats off to Iowa. You know, yeah. they lose to Michigan last week, and Michigan was ranked two. number two yeah. in the country. And then they go out. They go on the road. Because, again, okay, Iowa State traveling to you and I, yeah, you're on the road. Eh, it's an hour and 45 minutes, mm. hour and a half. Okay. Being on the road is tough. Nine hours, they that's, come out on top. Yeah, that's a different story. Exactly. Because, I mean, we even see it in the men's league where it's like, hey, guys, we have to drive to Cedar Falls to play Cedar Rapids. We took 17 guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not a far drive. It's when hours. we're at home, we have 23, but when we drive two hours, we're down to 17. These girls took a full roster to Ohio State, nine hour drive. Hats off to them. Yeah. We talked about it earlier, recruiting, retention, getting people to show up. Okay, what is the University of Iowa women doing? Because they're getting yeah, people that's amazing. there. You know, it's really cool, too, like from last week. Them, so they obviously lost to Michigan, which number two team in the nation. That's a tough one. But it's really cool to see that Iowa's ranking didn't, like, change at all. They no. still stayed number four. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and maybe it was they didn't calculate it in there, but I think they did. I think it was one of those things where, like, yeah, Michigan did to you guys what we expected. Mm. You're still a great club. You were right there with them. You didn't get embarrassed. You didn't get blown out. You you traveled, and you had a respectable score. We'll leave you where you're at. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Will be interesting. Will you and I or Iowa State play against Iowa in the first round of playoffs? That could happen. That probably first round. Well, they're not in the same conference. Well, no, I know, but... So, like, Iowa State will probably go to the playoffs as an at-large. At-large, yeah. And if you and I is an auto bid, Mm. maybe Iowa is an at-large as well because Michigan will be an auto bid. Could Mm. you and I versus Iowa be a first-round matchup? I guess, I mean, it's possible. Because... I'd be surprised. Would you, though? Because they do, you know, a Midwest bracket. It's all teams from the Midwest. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I just would be surprised if it was first round. I would feel like I would be seeing it later. but Because they're all ranked so high. Yeah. But again, if you and I is an auto bid, you know, they're the top seed, and then Iowa would be an at-large, mm. and, like, Iowa State already played you and I as yeah. an at-large, it depends. I, yeah. I guess we would just kind of need to see. But – there's going to be Iowa teams playing against Iowa teams yeah, in I, the I think playoffs. that's almost guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, especially in the Midwest. So pretty cool stuff. Moving on from the women's game, now we're going to move into the men's. University of Northern Iowa, they were off this week. Mm-hmm. One thing I did want to talk about was in the great Midwest. Remember there was that Chicago team? And yeah. we're like, who is the Chicago team, mm-hmm. right? Never heard of them. Never. Yeah, I remember Gentry mentioned that too. And they're they're the great unknown. They just joined the conference and then they hadn't played. So Chicago played at Illinois State today. Oh, okay. Sunday. Today is Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're probably listening to this. I don't know. I'm waiting on Iowa high school girls matches. I'm I don't know. This episode probably going to get released on Friday or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hopefully, I can get those scores sooner. Anyways, hopefully, it's not Friday. Illinois State 14, Chicago 19. Chicago defeated Illinois State. Interesting. I don't know who the Chicago team is. I have no, like, I want to know more. This is like the rugby nerd in me where I'm like, I have to know everything. Yeah. I I need to know more. Illinois State was a force in the great Midwest South. 
for a really long time. Really long time. Northern Iowa could not get over that hump. Northern Iowa just mopped the floor with them. Chicago, first year in this division, conference, they beat Illinois State in their first try. Yeah. But it was only by five points. Yeah, I mean, like, personal bias, but I feel like whenever you and I plays them, they're probably going to shit stop them. Yeah. Again, bias, but still. Bias. Well, and also, too, like, I don't know. We know those guys. They're athletic. They're good. Yeah, they're, they're very good. Other scores from the great Midwest. So Chicago also played Northwestern. I think that was on Friday. Okay. They did that. Oh, they like, did that Friday, Sunday thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Chicago beat Northwestern 42 0. Oh. Not surprised there with. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. having a good, I mean, good start to their season. So. Yeah. Sorry to say it. Northwestern stinks. <laughs> I, and I Coming think. from an Iowa fan. <laughs> well, and I think, too, they have really, really high academic standards. So when you recruit, you know, college rugby, you're just looking for people on campus. Hey, you want to play rugby? A lot of people who are, you know. Intellectuals. Yeah, might not be. Not always. Not no. always. I mean, some, yes. Mm. Not saying it's a, it's a requirement, but just saying, like, probably a little more tough. Yeah, you know? I'd see that. And yeah. I know when we talk to, um, what's our friend's name? Which one? <laughs> Big Ten Commissioner. Hmm. You didn't interview him with me. I did not, no. You know who I'm talking about. Why can't I think of his name? name What's his name? He does the Silverbacks rugby. Mm. He coached Illinois. Yeah. Oh, God. Put me on the spot there. He coached North Shore rugby. Hmm. Oh, my God. I I know. Yeah, you know. Like, trying to think of his name. Rasmus? Joey. 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 Joey Rasmus. Yes. Also, I was like sitting here like, what is his name? He said he wanted to get like Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Northwestern into the Big Ten. And I'm like, dude, if Northwestern is losing to Chicago 42 to nothing. In D2. In D2. If they had to play Indiana, and like this is nothing against Northwestern. It's just where the programs are at. They would lose by 150. Yeah. It's just, that's not good not, for anybody. Not, yeah, exactly. I, I know we want to be like, ooh, the Big Ten, same teams and everything. But like just the way the campus is set up yeah. and the academic standards and then the money that's put into it, the history behind them, it's not good. You do not need to align your rugby with your football programs. No, not always. I mean, like sometimes, yeah, it might be cool for the students and stuff. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, like you're playing your rivals or whatever mm-hmm. stuff. Like, like just like it is for collegiate football. And then we also have it for collegiate rugby. But yeah, sometimes it's just – not possible not feasible yeah that's where i think you know the heart of america not the heart of iowa <laughs> yeah north polk and bondurant and Roland story oh sorry this is name in high school from... <laughs> yeah. go comets ah <laughs> <laughs> what was i talking about heart of america iowa minnesota nebraska iowa state those four teams how cool is it for those college kids to be like, oh, I'm playing this school? Mm. Even though Iowa State's not in the Big Ten. The fact that, like, everybody knows Minnesota. Yeah. Everybody knows Iowa. Everybody knows Nebraska. Everyone knows Iowa State. Like, those schools, they're so close in proximity, even though they're not in the Big Ten or Big 12 together. Mm. That's still cool when you tell your friends, I'm going to the Twin Cities to play Minnesota. I'm going to Iowa City to play Iowa. I'm going to Ames to play Iowa State. I'm going to Nebraska to play Nebraska. Like, that means something. Whereas, oh, I'm going to Platteville. 
Yeah. You know, I know. Uh, no offense to Platteville. We love Platteville. Yeah. We love Mudfest. Mudfest is awesome. But I'm just saying, in the general, like we're thinking of your average mm-hmm. American sports fan who loves college football. You know the big name programs. People aren't talking about Platteville. People aren't talking about, you know, University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point beating <laughs> MSOE. Who is that? MSOE? Yeah. Michigan cool. School of Engineering. I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Either, either way. No idea. So Stephen Point won 46 to 7. Marquette beat Platteville 75 0. Marquette. So now, okay, back to being serious about those scores. Mm. I think the conference championship will be Marquette versus Northern Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is going to be a very, very difficult match. I wonder when, when is that? I wonder when the will or not Don't freaking ask me. You. I'm not asking you. I'm just, you know, talking out loud. I'm curious when it is because I would love to go watch it if you and I makes it to it, which I know they will. Yeah. So as long as we're not playing. Which we probably will. Hopefully. Be in November. I don't know. Or, uh, what would it be? Yeah, oh. probably. It'll oh. probably be around November. Uh, <laughs> no, so, yeah, I, I think that's the way it's shaping up as Marquette, Northern Iowa. Yeah. It's going to be a tough match. It's going to be a great match, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the boys are rested up. They have a match coming up this week. Um, this isn't their uh, two-match weekend either. They, that's another week or two away. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. They're fine. Yeah, I'll be all right. As long, I mean... <laughs> We'll we'll announce what Northern I was doing, but until they get to that Marquette match, I'm not I'm not worried. No. Not so right. now moving to the Heart of America yeah, for men. Yeah, speaking of Heart of America. Speaking of them, uh, Iowa State played Nebraska. Let's get a hold of another player. The Butcher. The Butcher, yes. John what an awesome nickname. And the story behind it, Phil, so good. It might be the best story I've ever heard. Oh my god, I hope he tells it again. Yeah. You are going to want to bookmark this interview. This is the one to listen to. And now we have John the Butcher, Ivan from Iowa State Rugby. The Butcher, how we doing? Good, how are you guys doing? Good, thanks for joining us, man. Look like uh, you had a pretty good weekend this uh, this Saturday. How was uh, the match against Nebraska? Oh yeah, that went pretty well for us. It was fun. What was the score? Five to twelve, I think, was the official final score. Dang, that uh, so that's the final team in the heart of Iowa that you've played at least, or heart of America. Sorry, um, going back to my high school days, the heart of (laughs) Iowa. No, the heart of America. Uh, you've played every team once now. Uh, Minnesota was kind of your toughest challenge. Iowa, you guys, similar results both time. That was the first time you've played Nebraska. Uh, what's the vibe going through the season right now for you and the boys? I mean, things look pretty good, but you know you have another tough match with Minnesota coming up. Oh, yeah. Vibe's great, though. I mean, everybody's getting along. We're clicking real well. Um, everyone's kind of playing together as a team, and we kind of just know we got to keep everything together and kind of keep focused, keep our nose at the grindstone, and keep going. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you put a beat down on a team like Nebraska. Nebraska, they were in the national – sevens like championship pretty much or close to it i I can't remember where they ended up aunt always tells me and i just kind of you know tone them out um (laughs) but that's a good program with some great talent a lot of guys who played rugby in high school you know you kept focus for a full 80 minutes i mean 
that that scoreline tells me you guys kept focus for the whole time and you just kept putting it on them. You know, how do you keep focus when things are clicking like that and you don't let things, you know, trail off in the end of a match? You know, I think the big thing for us is just making sure that we kind of slow it down a little bit. We focus on making sure we're in the right spots, in the right positions, doing our roles. And it's kind of just helping each other out. And if someone starts getting a little bit loosey-goosey, just making sure that they know that they have to do their job. Yeah. And as a senior on the squad for Iowa State, how do you help lead those younger guys or kind of, you know, guide them to the structure or maybe the culture? How do you see your role in, you know, just being a senior in the club? You know, it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of new guys um, that really aren't on A side still, but you kind of get to teach them like everything they need to do. And then when you're actually on the field and you're with the guys that you've been with, it's a lot of communication, making sure they hear you, making sure that they understand what you're saying and making sure that you're kind of being clear with them to get them all going to the same area. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, I was also curious because, you know, talking about team roles. So you play hooker. And yep. I'm curious because I also play hooker. How did you get uh, pushed into that role? Because I'm curious if it's the same situation that I went through. <laughs> so I was the prop last year. And then uh, I got a bad case of mono and I lost too much weight. Oh. <laughs> so they kind of shifted me over. We got a couple bigger boys that started playing real well through them at prop and shifted me over to the middle spot. I don't say that's not quite what happened to me. That's that's <laughs> not at all what happened. Right when he dropped the mono, I'm like, nope. That's nope. <laughs> yeah. I I played center when I first started, but then they realized I had really bad hands, and then I moved to, to hooker instead. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? This past Saturday, he still dropped an easy little an okay. easy little pass, no, and then no, no, I no, yell, no, no, no. "What the fuck, Phil?" Because I was the next phase, and you fucking dropped it. It was low. It was low. Oh. You're short. You're low to the ground. You should have caught it. <laughs> oh, so speaking of, you're at Hooker. Um, what is your style of play as Hooker? Are you uh, are you kind of like a, a master in the set pieces? Are you a workhorse on the on the offensive side in every breakdown? Are you a, a big defensive guy? What would you say your play style is like for your club? Um, personally, I think that I run the ball very well. I mean, you kind of just got to keep the engine going and push through people. Uh, recognizing that you know you have a role like, like i said like you have your role to fill you get your job done you're not trying to do too much and you're not doing too little especially on offense um defensively making some good tackles but i guess it'd be the offense of running the ball nice uh and i'd also say too you know running the ball super important let's say it's uh it's a friday night names where are you running to to go hang out where's the spot <laughs> you go to um to kick back maybe have a few drinks i don't know what you do in your free time but well where's your favorite spot to go in ames well do we have a game on saturday or no uh i mean do you drink the night before or no not at all <laughs> um let's say it's you know, off season I, I work at a bar in ames so i gotta give them the shout out so aj's ultra lounge oh we're gonna aj's yeah. I've been to AJ's a couple of times. <laughs> so if you see a, a bald guy in his 30s walking in, bounce him immediately. Deny him. <laughs> yeah, don't let me in there. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite part about Iowa State? Not rugby, uh, like besides rugby. Obviously, rugby's number one. I mean, come on. But what's your favorite thing about being a student at Iowa State? 
Um, I, it's probably the people here. I mean, I'm originally from Illinois. Okay. And so in moving here and kind of getting around, you know, there are a lot of people from Iowa here, and everyone's just super nice, super friendly, even on campus, around campus, and Ames here. It's kind of my favorite part of it is everyone's just been incredibly kind to me, helpful and everything. Nice. That's awesome. And like you said, you're from Illinois. This is something like we talk about a lot is Ant is the hardest working coach we've ever seen. How did he get you to come from Illinois to Iowa State? Like that's something that always blows our mind. He he gets dudes from all over the country, California and I think California and stuff too. It's like yeah, wow. it, it obviously like he's a good coach, but also he's just such a great recruiter. He brings in this talent. You know what is it that brought you to Iowa State? So I'm unfortunately not one of the guys that Ant really reached out to. Oh shit, um, this is awkward. I, up, I just ended up coming here and then. One of the other, uh, one of the rugby guys was in one of my classes and told me I should play. No, but what you're saying with Ed is so true. He's an incredible recruiter. Like the guys he brings in are all awesome guys, like super friendly, just happy to be a part of the team and happy to like work their butts off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like from where we're sitting, it's so awesome to watch because it's just yeah. like he's not getting paid by the university, but yet he still uses his time to like yeah. put into it, and then like to see you guys play on like Peacock Network, CBS Sports. It's just, it's cool to see. So did you play rugby in high school or was Iowa State your first experience? I didn't play until my sophomore year of college. Wow. Wow. That's cool. And then now you're just a starter for a really good club that's looking to make (laughs) uh, the national playoffs coming up here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. And so Phil wanted to ask also – the nickname the butcher. Yeah, I was really. How did you manage to get the nickname the butcher? Because that's pretty aggressive. <laughs> you know, guys, it's not a great story. So right when COVID started, I kind of, you know, we didn't, we weren't having practice or anything for a while. Everything was shut down. And then when we came back, I had let my beard grow out really far. I had my hair really grown out. And I'd wear an N95 mask to practice every day. <laughs> and so uh, they all said I just looked like a butcher. <laughs> I wish it was a cooler story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you like maybe you like murdered somebody. I don't know. <laughs> well, not too, but... Yeah. Or like you came from like, you're from Illinois. Like you came from a long line of like deli, <laughs> like a deli family. Like they own a deli back in Chicago. And you're like, ah, oh, the butcher. Hey. <laughs> Hey. Yeah. Do you watch the TV show The Boys? I've seen the first season. So, like, you're like Billy Butcher. You just walk in, you're like, oi. <laughs> oi, bro. <laughs> well, if you only see the first season, you might need to catch up, though. We've got a couple more. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Huh? Is there three seasons now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Here's your homework. You need to watch the next two seasons before we okay. have you on for another interview. Before national playoffs. Yeah, before national playoffs. <laughs> Don't let it interfere interfere with homework or rugby practice, but you watch those two seasons. You let us know. We'll have you back on. We'll spend an hour and we'll break down seasons two and three of the boys. <laughs> All right, deal. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Who do you guys have this upcoming weekend? We have a bye this weekend and then Minnesota the weekend after. Nice. So party at AJ's then this weekend, huh? (laughs) Yeah, come tip well. (laughs) Uh, Are you guys up in Minnesota or is it at home? It's at Minnesota. 
Okay. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Phil does too. Of course. I didn't want to speak for you, but you know. (laughs) Um, We appreciate you joining us, man, and good luck. I know that's going to be a really tough match, especially on the road, but from what we've seen, you guys are growing every single week, getting better and better. Uh, Keep at it, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. You have a great night, brother. Have a good night, guys. All right, and that was John the Butcher, Ivan. Yeah. What a guy. And he's a hooker. I love that. Yeah, no, I I knew you would like that because Ant texted me when I was like, hey, Ant, we still don't want to talk to you. Give us another (laughs) player. And he's like, you guys keep talking to backline players. You need need someone in the front row. You guys are both front row guys. You need a front row guy. I got a guy. The Butcher. The Butcher. I love it. That's a fucking awesome nickname. Yeah, even though the story for it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We really hoodwinked everyone. We told him it was a good story. (laughs) It wasn't the best. He said it. He He, said it wasn't good. He said it wasn't good. Not us. Not us. Those are his words. You're just repeating. Yeah. No, I would never. Um, Did you know? uh, This is funny, too. So we had that tournament last spring where we had Iowa Falls, the Wombats, you and I and Iowa State all came and we just did a little friendly, yeah, little I'm, friendly I'm tournament. You, yeah, you were there. I was there. Uh, do you remember John the Butcher? Well, I didn't at first, but then when I found out he was the guy that had the real bad bloody nose and everything, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I remember now. Oh, yeah. No, I just remember when those guys came, they were there before our entire team was there. Yeah. Like they we were, haven't even had the post set up yet. Yeah, and they were running through like a full warm-up, and I was just like, holy shit, these guys are taking this serious. And it was like their top side packies and their second side backline guys because their top side sevens team was down in Oklahoma trying to qualify. Dude, they they play a good brand yep. of rugby, a I good know. mix of like the pack is physical, but that's not like they're not one-dimensional. You know, like where some teams are like, oh, they're physical. That's all they do. Yeah. No, no, no. They're physical. But they also ran a very clean structure. Yep. You know, it was so. a good group of guys too. I mean, they mm-hmm. were very respectable gentlemen out Res- on the field too, Res- and but... respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was nice. It was nope. fun. I really, I really enjoyed that. It'd be fun to do that again sometime with them. Yeah, I'd like to do that again this spring. Where a couple of men's teams, a couple of college teams, people just get to know each other, hang out, have some fun. Uh, nothing too crazy, but no. just short matches. You know, it's always it's always good. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, yeah. Oh shoot. Speaking of college teams too, though, we yeah. got a few more to cover, I guess, huh? We do, we do. And there was, I was gonna say something else. Oh, the butcher. Ah, yeah. Have you ever heard of the band called Every Time I Die? No, neither have I. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. like I don't know, some like metal rock band. I don't really listen to them, but there is a professional wrestler named the butcher and this dude is like just a big barrel chested guy he has like he's like balding but he has a mullet and he has this big like handlebar mustache (laughs) he played bass in this metal band and is also a professional wrestler named the butcher and he wears like this leather like butcher apron when he comes out too it's kind of like a chris jericho type situation here Oh, yeah, like he's yeah. the lead singer of Fozzie. Fozzie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially, they probably met each other on tour or something. Probably. Because they would be in the same the same realm. But so when I when we heard his nickname was The Butcher, I'm thinking The Boys, Billy, yeah, Butcher. Billy Butcher. Yep. And then uh, 
Do you remember in Hocus Pocus? I've never seen Hocus Pocus. Okay. Well, they have a character in there named like, I think it's like Billy Butchers or something. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Hmm. Um, so I don't care. The movie, I don't, I don't really like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird adults that are really into it. But I don't know. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, though, in Hocus Pocus, the first one, like, I was going to say something, maybe not the most PC, but I'll tell you later. But she's beautiful. Oh, nice. um no there were a couple more matches i was central they played adrian out of michigan uh their top side lost 1739 uh that was a big rivers conference matchup you know adrian four-year varsity program Mm -hmm. uh in that brand new conference tough match i mean that's a good program good coach over there um you know tough loss the b side loses 14 to 15 oh the heartbreaker heart Ah. heartbreaker so i mean that's the thing iowa central they they play in a very tough conference yeah it is tough those programs bring in top dogs iowa central brings in top dogs and um you know they got to look go back to the drawing board they have a great coaching staff and they bring in great players uh i mean the season's not over yeah. You know, I know oh, those boys, could, season, yeah. they got a lot of fight in them. Um, time to go back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, get back to it. Yeah. They'll you bounce know? back. I know they will. Oh, for sure. For sure. And this is the first year in this conference. They have to find their way. They have to mm-hmm. find, because again, Adrian's going to have players who are there for four years. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they, they build this camaraderie together, you know, over the course of four years, these guys, you know, where Iowa Central, like there's a handful of these dudes who only, they just met, you know, like a few months ago. Yeah. So I don't know. That makes things, that probably makes things challenging. I'm always, always kind of curious how they handle that, you know? It has to feel like a blank in the seat, like your career at Iowa Central is over just because it's like, like you're like, oh, I'm on my way. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh, oh, okay. Here we are. I want to get my way into the starting lineup. Okay, cool. Here's the season. Uh, my first year's over. I'm already halfway done. Yeah. That's, crazy. you know, uh, but again, Brent Nelson will never use that as an excuse. No, never has. Never has, never will. But we will talk about it where it's like, that's tough. That is hard. That's hard. And, um, you know. It's one of those things, hats off to them, though. They like to always manage it, though, somehow. Yeah. Uh, Going back to the heart of America, though, uh, Iowa had a match against Minnesota. Mm. Like we said, Minnesota, very tough, really good coach. Uh, Minnesota wins 41 18. Okay. The B sides, they tied 12 12. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's not bad though. I mean, what that tells me, because again, we don't, we don't really have any, any insight on this match, but the fact that they went, I think they went to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. And uh, you still brought up enough guys to play two sides. That's crazy. That's great. That's amazing. You know, I mean, again, Cedar Rapids men's team, they played with 13 this weekend. We brought 17 guys. Multiple clubs forfeited this weekend because they couldn't get people to go. University of Iowa, they had enough for two teams. Yeah. So, I mean. It's pretty crazy how many college teams do have enough guys. Like, Iowa and Iowa State both have enough guys that have two sides. Oh, it makes you think after they graduate, they should go somewhere. Yeah, right? At least 10% of them, that's. 40 guys, I don't know, it's just some math. It's like, that's four people. Four people, shit. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Yeah, that's why we need to get that freaking number, number up. Yeah. yeah. No, so, 
I, as a coach, I mean, you don't really want to have a silver lining. You don't want to be like moral victory because 41, 18, I guarantee those boys aren't happy with that. Yeah. You know, and I, I like what Tyler Daly's doing over there. Um, I know they said they were growing, they were getting some pieces together, but uh, Minnesota and Iowa State, they're, they're just on another level right now. Yeah. They're and tough. They're tough teams, tough teams. Yeah. And I think that Iowa State Minnesota rematch in Minnesota, it's going to be tough. It'll be interesting. Well, hopefully Iowa State pulls out the win, though. I I think they will, but mm-hmm. again, that's another bias. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you root for the people in proximity. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. talked to them enough. It's like, ah. <sighs> yeah. And I was thinking, too, I, I still want to get the head coach from Minnesota to talk to us because he seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, we've, when I used to do the thing like, try day friday and i would like look up tries for the wombats page mm-hmm. um i actually shared a try from the university of minnesota oh, and he yeah. was just like hey he sent me like a dm like hey thanks for sharing this i'm like yeah, yeah cool. we're just yeah. trying to like i was just trying to like social media like just blast yeah, things like everywhere social media guru over here yeah and then he was just like oh hey and that's actually how i got connected with like minnesota rugby he was really? like i just randomly was like this was a cool try. Can I, can I retweet or like, can I share this? this? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. I'm like, cool. So I'd love to talk to him. Cause he seems like a dude who's, he helped, I think with the, the pro rugby sevens event and oh. he's done some things with USA rugby before. So, Neat. um, he's connected. He knows people and like people who can help him coach the game, mm-hmm. like learn strategy, pick their brains. So yeah, I'd love to talk to him sometime. Yeah. Maybe we should try to get a hold of him when Iowa state and Minnesota play. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That just means we have to actually. We might have to talk to Anne again. <laughs> or we have to talk to people more than six hours before the show. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> or 20 minutes. Oh, that Ooh. reminds me. Did you have an update from the Des Moines I game? Des Moines game, yeah. The final score was 55-17. Awesome. Any other notes from that game? Besides Philby scoring a penalty try. That's about it. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> You're welcome. Moving on. <laughs> So there was one more thing that you did have to share. And again, we we stress this over and over. We don't want to oversimplify it. We don't want to sound like, I don't know, idiots because it's like yeah. we're lucky because we're in a metro area and we we really connect with the universities. And, and when you think about it too, okay, each university has two sides, right? Yeah. And let's say, let's say, both Iowa and Iowa State have 12 seniors each. Mm. And only half of those guys play rugby after graduation. So that's a total of 12 guys between two programs, right? Mm. And then let's say you and I adds three more. Let's say potentially so that's 15. Like 15 and they okay. try to spread them, out, spread them out between. How many clubs are in the state of Iowa? What is it like? We had, we had seven in D3, two in D4, that's nine. And then we have one in D1, which is 10. And then two in D2, it's 12. 12. About one guy per club. Yeah. That's, that's not, not enough. enough. No. Like, we have to get more. And, like, and the thing is, that's not how it works either. No. One guy doesn't go to every club. A lot of times, five guys will go to the same club because they're yeah. friends with each other. Mm-hmm. So you were talking to Jake Wurz from Quad City about what is something we can do to think outside the box to increase our numbers? Yeah, and it was for everyone. It was, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Like, I 
don't want to mess it up too much. And like, I don't know like a crazy amount of details, so I don't really want to speak for him, but he's like, Hey, you should mention this on the podcast. And I'm like, after he was just going over things with me, I'm like, this is a really cool idea. And I firmly believe that we would be invested in the idea as well. But so Jake was telling me that he had talked to a couple of other guys from different clubs already and wants to try to reach out to every single club about the idea. But in the off season, he wants to do kind of like a pub crawl competition between all the teams in Iowa. So like essentially what it would like wind down to is each team will have a weekend or whatever, like a Saturday where they essentially host the the pub crawl and there might be a little bit of money involved in it. So you might make a little bit of money for your club. And essentially what you need to start off is you need to bring five guys minimum. And then we all go to different bars throughout whatever city we're in and it's just a good way to like get exposure out. Cause it's like, you know, you got 40, 50, 60 guys going from bar to bar and we're all, you know, rugby guys are all hooligans. We all like to party and mm-hmm. socialize, have fun. It attracts the same people. Like yeah, people who would be very turned off and scared of this group of people, they wouldn't be good for rugby, but people would be like, I'm interested. Like, yeah. what are they doing? Those would be good people for rugby. And that would help them go to, let's say we're in Davenport for the weekend. Mm. Whoever we run into they're going to play for Davenport. Exactly. And then the next weekend we all go to Waverly. Mm-hmm. Those guys would play for Bremer. Yeah. The next weekend we go to Des Moines, West Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do we split that one up? Yeah, that one Having might be up. tough. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, like people will see us all out, like having fun, you know, kind of like it gets, you know, like what are you guys all here for? And it's like rugby. And it's like, oh, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a chance, you know, you might pull in a few people from the parks. Like it happens for every club has pulled in a few people that you've met at a bar. Like that's how we got truck working at a bar. So, and like might do some sort of like point system is what Jake was explaining to me. So like it could be ranked like, you know, like how much fun you had accommodations. So like you could host some, like some of the players that are coming from out of town. They could stay with Phil. Nobody's going to stay at my house. <laughs> well, not yours, <laughs> but we got other guys. You're pointing you know? at me. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like I just thought it was a, really cool idea and he said there's a couple other clubs that are already on board on it and well it's i feel like we would be on board because i like the idea a lot and i'm just saying too like that is the outside of the box thinking that we need and also too have you ever gone out drinking in iowa falls or mason city (laughs) no not recently but that'd be fun that'd be fun though. And and if you're with a group of 40 guys and you're just taking over that'd be a lot of fun and then you're helping those clubs get exposure out because I do feel like it is one of those things, like, I know I do this all the time where I tell people in our club, like, oh, just go to the gym and talk to someone. Just go to the bar and talk to someone. It's not always that easy. One <laughs> one guy talking to another guy, it reminds me of that scene from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. So the episode, from, flexing. <laughs> the episode from It's Always Sunny where they their mom dies and then they get the, the mansion, mansion yeah. and they're like, we're going to have a party. And then they're like, all right, I made these flyers. And then the flyers are supposed to be uh, an arm flexing like a bicep, but it looks like a dick. And then it turns (laughs) out it actually, Charlie actually made it into a dick. And everyone thought it was some like weird gay orgy. (laughs) But really it was like, no, dude, we're just, we're just grown men wanting to hang out with other fun grown men, uh, (laughs) having fun, drinking beers, you know, nothing weird. Um, Again, nothing sexual. Nothing (laughs) sexual. And I feel like when we recruit, we joke about it, but it really is like, you know, we walk up to a guy at a bar like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, you're fit. You want to? You're in shape. You're tall. 
yeah and then people look at you like get away from me like no i won't bang you and i'm like oh no i'm married i'm like i'm pretty straight like come on i just want to see if you played rugby and and guys are like that's weird so i mean this would be more of like we don't even have to go up and talk to people they just see a mob of people having fun like i want to be a part of that mob yeah i will follow that group and i like i said like jake so like when I had talked to some of the Quad City guys, like, like Jake is an idea, man. And, like, you know, that is a good idea, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a great idea. And then, obviously, too, you know, sometimes at socials you get to hang out with some of the other team, like the other team or whatever stuff. It might get to social. Sometimes. That's but, every time. Well, you know what I mean. Like, but some sometimes some guys don't go. You don't get to meet some people. Okay, okay. I don't know. Like, yeah. It gets you, it gives you a chance to, like, hang out with everybody from the yeah. club and yeah. or from the other clubs and make maybe some different connections that you might not have previously you know so you know it'd be cool to do uh, i'm just spitballing here with this idea because it's not even a thing yet what if we parlayed this into summer sevens hmm. we're already in town for a sevens tournament you stay the night for the event the bar crawl I, just because yeah. it's like a two already, birds one stone, yeah, yeah. like because well, the, the thing is, is though, not everybody hosts a seventh tournament though in the summer, right? But there's also twelve teams. Are there twelve out of the fifty two weekends that we're going to be able? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's a good point too. That that's also hard. Like it would almost have to be like whoever steps up steps up. Like I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. And that would encourage teams like, hey, do you want people to party in your city? Host a sevens tournament. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a good idea. And like. So part of Jake's idea too is obviously make it into a competition, obviously because you know having some sort of point system and then like a traveling trophy. So at the That'd end of this, yeah, like whoever accumulates the most points kind of has this like deal would yeah. end up with this trophy. So it's like I I think it's a neat idea. I think it'd be fun too uh, to do like a scavenger hunt ish kind of thing uh, for yeah. the points system because I think like filling out a Google form like on a scale of one to ten, how much fun did you have? More of like, all right, get a picture of yourself uh, doing something silly. Yeah. I'm not no, gonna... dude, I love... Oh, man. <laughs> God, bringing up scavenger hunts too, dude. Like, I feel like we need to do a scavenger hunt for wombats. I I agree. I yeah, I love scavenger hunts. I agree 100%. That should be our off-season winter thing. Yeah. To keep people engaged, engaged in yeah. the club after, after that. I know. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Well, Phil... You're not going to join me for this next part of the show. I won't, no. Yeah, so, all right, we'll see you later. But I'll have you rejoin me at the end of the show. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so now I'm going to talk about the Iowa Youth Rugby Association's Girls Week 3 results. All right. All right, you're... You're not allowed to be in this part because you can't be within 200 feet of this this section. Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm kidding. I know you are. Should I cut that part out? Nah. Now we have the week three results from the Iowa Youth Rugby Association Girls High School Sevens. And we had two locations again. Our first location was at Ankeny High School. First match, Cedar Falls. They were undefeated at the time. They defeated Cedar Rapids, Washington, 60-0. Waverly Shellrock defeats the host, Ankeny, 45-0. Then Indianola defeats Des Moines Roosevelt 26-0. So three shutouts to start the night. Then Waverly Shell Rock 
against Cedar Falls in a battle of the undefeateds. Waverly wins 21-10. Then, Indianola defeats Cedar Rapids, Washington, 38-0. And in the final match of the night at Ankeny, the host Ankeny defeats Des Moines Roosevelt, 26-0. So, every single match was a shutout, except for Waverly against Cedar Falls. Really interesting. I don't know what that means, but again, it really looks like Waverly, Cedar Falls... They're a little bit ahead of the rest. Indianola, they've made a lot of improvement in this past year. They're having a strong season right on the cusp of being in that top four. And then, you know, we have another site. The host, Fort Dodge, brand new club, the Fort Dodge Gazelles. They were at Dodger Stadium. First match of the night, Southeast Polk defeats Norwalk 45-5. to And then Central Springs against Fort Dodge, a battle of the brand new teams. Central Springs wins 15 to 5. Up next, we had Southeast Polk taking on Valley. And Valley, remember, they were a club who was one of the original clubs. Went away for a while. They're back. Southeast Polk, with their veteran leadership, they win 50 to 5. Central Springs defeats Norwalk 39 5. And in the final match of the night, the host Fort Dodge defeats Valley 27 to 5. So what does that mean for our standings? The regular season in the Iowa Girls League is five weeks long. Every single week, every team have has two matches. There's 11 total teams in the league, which means they have 10 matches against 10 teams. Every single team plays every team once. So when you look at their records at the end of the year, it really is a good comparison of like, hey, we all played the same teams. No one's doubling up. No one has a harder schedule than anybody else. Everyone plays the same opponents. Everyone plays everyone once. So that's a pretty cool structure. So with that, we are already three weeks down out of five. Now, there's 11 teams. The top eight will qualify for state. And then they'll have, in years past, they've done a single elimination tournament. So you might think to yourself, eight out of 11, that's a lot of teams. But seeding is so important. That's what the regular season is for here. That seeding is going to be so important. And so what do we have here? Waverly Shellrock sits at the top of the table, the only undefeated at 6-0. Cedar Falls and Southeast Polk and Central Springs, the brand new club, are tied for second at 5-1. So those are our top four teams. Then in this middle tier, we have Indianola at 4-2 in fifth place. Ankeny in sixth place at 3-3. Cedar Rapids, Washington in seventh at two and four. Now here's where it gets interesting. There's a tie for eighth place. Des Moines Roosevelt and Fort Dodge are both one, four, and one. They tied each other. So I don't know what that means for playoffs if they have the same exact record and then they're head-to-head, they're tied. I don't know what the tiebreaker would be. Probably have to dig into the rule book for that. And then uh, the last two teams, Norwalk and Valley, are both 0 and six. So again, not out of the playoff race because the eighth place teams are with one win. The seventh place team has two wins one week and they're back in it. So definitely not out. And I think now the best thing we could do is we need to hear from some coaches who are actually there and actually coaching. So I reached out to Waverly Shellrock. Let's listen to what their coaches have to say on everything that's going on this season. 
And real quick, one more thing before we get to the interview with the coaches from Waverly Shellrock, the team of the week for Iowa Youth Rugby Girls High School Week 2. Just wanted to give a shout out to these players from Southeast Polk. We had Cece Scarf and Felicity Seavers. From Cedar Falls, we had Jillian McRae and Maddie Deacon. From Cedar Rapids, Francis Lawson. From Central Springs, Charlie Fessler. And from Fort Dodge, Ashlyn Wills. So congratulations on being named the team of the week. And then also, final note with high school rugby, looking at the boys' side, he played for Cedar Rapids, Washington in high school. Then he went to Iowa Central. Now he's with the American Raptors, uh, Tavius. Sakura Mathis, we talked about him before. He was selected to play for the USA Falcons in Uruguay. So it's a it's like a World Cup primer. They're trying to look for a few more athletes. And so we got, you know, a player from Iowa Youth Rugby who is potentially going to be on the who knows where he'll end up, but he's going to play for the USA Falcons. And that's kind of a team where you're one step away from being a USA Eagle. So Good luck to him. Great job to all those girls. Now let's get to the coaches from Waverly Shellrock. All right. And now we have with us the coaches from Waverly Shellrock, the girls high school team. We have Casey Hansen and Bridget Bullman. How are you doing tonight, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. I guess since I, I haven't done this before with two people on at the same time, I'll, I'll try to say your guys' name so I don't force you to talk over each other. Does that sound good, Casey? Bridget, you good with that? Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me tonight. Basically, you know, the girls' season, it's flying by. It's one of those things that it feels like you have, what, four or five weeks of preseason, and then it's only five weeks of games. You're over halfway through the season at a 6-0 and record. What's the vibe right now with the team, Casey? Uh, pretty good. I, I mean, coming off of last night, we had a couple good victories. Um, you know, you're always a little higher after you, you get the wins, and we, we're improving every week. Um, you know, that you can always tell about after that first month of practice, they're, they're tired of hitting each other and they want to go play against other teams. Definitely. And it seemed like as I'm looking at the standings, you know, there's almost like there's three different tiers of teams. You, you have your Waverly, Cedar Falls, Southeast Polk, that brand new team, Central Springs, kind of that topper echelon. And then Indianola, Ankeny, Cedar Rapids kind of in the middle there. And then Des Moines, Fort Dodge, Norwalk and Valley fighting for that last kind of state spot. What did it mean to your girls to get that victory over Cedar Falls? It was two unbeaten teams. Basically, whoever wins is the last unbeaten in the regular season. Bridget, what did that mean to your team? The girls went into that game, you know, really excited, but you could definitely see the nerves and stuff on their face right when they get ready to play. But um, as the game progressed and, and as they were really playing well as a team, you could see that excitement grow. And after um, it was great, you they were happy. You could see the excitement. Um, they posted a kind of little TikTok video on their way home where they were celebrating. So it, it's a good win for them and um, makes them really excited heading towards the end of the season and state tournament. 
Yeah, and like you said, moving towards that state tournament, we have two weeks of regular season left. How do you keep that focus, Casey? Because again, that's that was a huge win, but the season's not over, and it's not guaranteed you're going to have that one seed going into playoffs. Uh, yeah, so at the beginning of the year, we always talk about a ladder to our goal. So even though the win wins big, and uh, you know we've had good success this year, it's just another step on the ladder to the goal that we want. So if you don't want to slip off the ladder, you just got to get back to work and enjoy the win and then move forward. Yeah, being a bigger guy, I I don't like falling off ladders. It's 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 scary being up high. Yeah, and that's a tall ladder. <laughs> oh yeah, and so moving forward into this next weekend, you guys host for is it the only time this season you guys host? So any big plans to make this a special Monday night, Bridget? So we're definitely going to recognize our seniors. We have 11 girls this year as seniors. Um, most of them have been with the team since it started uh, three seasons ago. So we really want to make it a special night for them, celebrate them and everything they've done to grow this team. Um, we added a lot of new girls this year, and I think they're seeing that connection that seniors have and with some of the other returning players and want to keep building that going forward. Yeah, Speaking on that, Bridget, like, how many total kids do you have out? And what would you say is, you know, when, when you look at teams, you have teams that are right around 10 girls in a week. And then you look at teams like yourself, Cedar Falls, Southeast Polk, that depth is huge. How do you recruit the girls and how do you create that environment to where more and more girls keep showing up? Because is this year four of the program? This is our third season. So we have, okay. um, we had, 15 girls out last year, some down with injuries. So we, we know what it was like to play with fewer girls. I think we played one game with nine that could suit. So we know what it like, what it's like to have the low number. So this year has been kind of a nice blessing to have um, a higher number. We have 25 girls out, um, a few with injuries, but being able to run that JV side, gives some of those younger girls experience. It's been wonderful to see them grow each week and, their excitement grow and asking, you know, can I be put on the field? is a great feeling with those JV girls. Definitely. And then having the whole team just supporting each other. I know whenever you have that JV side and the, the varsity's, you know, hyping up the JV, the JV's, you know, looking for their spot on varsity, but also rooting for them because, you know, it takes every single player. If you, you know, want to win that state championship, every single person has a part in that. And you can really see that when, you know, injuries happen, a JV girl bumps up to varsity. What are some names of some players, Casey, that have really had, you know, breakout season, whether it's a returning player or a new player? What are some names of some some of the girls that are really, you know, balling out this year? Um, so first one that, that comes to mind is a sophomore that starts for us, um, Lily Stowe. She's, she's put a lot of tries on the board. She's our hooker. Um, and our sweeper. So she's she takes that role pretty seriously. She likes to bark out the order. She does a good job of of field awareness. Um, and then, I mean, I would have to say Kiri Holmquist. She plays wing for us. Uh, she was pretty big last night, hitting gaps and putting in tries when we needed them. Um, I mean, they they all. The best thing about at least you know the the high. Mm, Hold on. I'm stumbling over myself here. Uh, you know, all of them fill their role very well, and they kind of buy into that 
that team, we call it Fawnow, which is like a Maori term for extended family. Mm. And they kind of buy into that. And wherever we put them, they just, they know their role. Nice. Um, but those two, those two have excelled. Uh, we've got Kaylee Lampy from Wapsie Valley, who's uh, a junior. She's come on as a brand new player that's played very well. Miley Armstrong is a freshman that's played very well. Bailey Folkert, senior. Uh, Olivia Bixby, senior. Um, they're all just, they're, they're doing their job and they're eager to learn. Nice. How many of those girls wrestled for Waverly or from whatever school they're from? Um, Bridget might want to take this one. I know Lily Stowe wrestles, Eva Heise wrestles. Um, Mary Carolis went out for wrestling because I told her it would make her better at rugby. Um, I think Olivia Bixby. Yep. Yep. Um, Maddie Henricks wrestled yep. last year. Um, her, I'm trying to think if she took third in the state, possibly. Yeah. Her class. So. And there's uh, probably a few. a few others. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say it's it's the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and it's also the first year that girls wrestling is a sanctioned sport in Iowa. And last year when I was coaching for Des Moines East for wrestling, I was at the state tournament. We had one girl, Katie Yaw, for East, and she ended up finishing seventh in her weight class. And I swear, you could have, because it wasn't sanctioned, you could have as many girls from the same school in the same weight class I swear it seemed like there was two to three Waverly girls in every bracket. Like everywhere I looked, there was Waverly kids. And I know seeing articles online, wrestling helps rugby so much. They go hand in hand. Are you seeing that with your players? Is it something that, you know, you're you're encouraging your players to be these multi-sport athletes? Or is it just something naturally that they just kind of pick up and realize like, hey, these go together well and I excel at both of these. Yeah, so we have definitely a few girls that go out, um, enjoy the sport. But, you know, Eva Heise has been really excelling at her tackles. Um, she put up 24 tackles, I think, in the first two weeks and definitely added some more uh, last night. And so having that wrestling background, I think, has really made her a strong tackler. That's awesome. And it'd be good to see more more girls doing that and see, you know, I, I – look at the other programs, wrestling programs. I have a ton of girls. I'd love to see rugby programs pop up there. Like Dallas center Grimes had like 27 girls at the state tournament last year. It's like you can make two sevens teams, you know? So hoping to see more crossover there. Um, Going back into looking at the rugby season again, you have your home matches this upcoming Monday, then your final week, you guys play against Southeast Polk and the brand new Fort Dodge. Casey, you've been in this league a while. You've you've been around high school rugby on the boys' side for a while. How would you say the girls' league is developing or just the level of play? I mean, there's three brand-new teams this year. Valley returned from being away for a while. We did lose a couple teams, but um, how would you say the health of the girls' league is right now as a whole? Uh, Numbers-wise, I think we're far better than we were last year. Um IQ-wise, I think it'll get there. You know, obviously those new programs, it takes it takes a little bit. Just like, I mean, Waverly, we're, we're in our third season, and those first two seasons for me were, you know, frustrating. But to see them grow mm-hmm. um, from the beginning of the first year to the end of the first year and so on, it's, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. But, uh, I mean, your staples of Southeast Polk, they've got, they've got that down to a science. Cedar Falls is very good at recruiting athletes and they're, they're, you know, they're going to be tough. Um, 
Central Springs, I'm pretty curious about. We'll, we'll get to see them Monday. Yeah, five um, and one. They they have come out strong. I mean, they see in their scores, you think like, okay, brand new, brand new team, they're learning. And it sounds like they really were giving the boys a hard time. Like, we could do this. And like, they're five and one. Like, I'll be really interested to see. Yeah, you have them at Waverly this upcoming week. I think that's going to be a great match for everybody just to kind of see where they're at and kind of how your team's progressing as well. Yeah. And it's in a new part of the state too, which is, I mean, we've kind of talked before I'm all about growing, whether it's boys or girls, men's, women's, I don't, I don't care. It's rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see a new team pop up and kind of that, that Northern area, uh, hopefully Mason city can get back going. Yep. Um, you know, it would be cool to get something out of Decorah and then get over to that Mississippi river that I hound on and get some debut teams. Um, I mean, it's, it's great. And I think if you ask most of the girls in the league, if not all of them, they will say that rugby is an enjoyable, enjoyable experience and something they don't forget. Oh, definitely. And then you look at too, the opportunities they have in the summer with the Hawkeyes and, how many of our girls from across the state are going on to college to play rugby? I feel like those numbers are increasing every single year, like exponentially, even though like the number of teams in the league isn't growing at a consistent rate. The number of girls moving on to continue to play rugby at a high level, I think we're seeing that grow. So really awesome to see. So um, don't want to keep you guys any longer. I know, Casey, you were saying you were watching some films, so I'll let you get back to that. But thank you for joining us. Uh, again, upcoming Monday at, is it Walston Hoover Stadium in Waverly? You guys are hosting next Monday. You play Des Moines Roosevelt. You play Central Springs. You're undefeated right now. You got Southeast Polk, the last game of the year, and then playoffs. Yeah. So we're kind of coming I'm to gonna, an end I'm quickly. Edit you. What's that? I'm going to edit you real quick for all these listeners you have. <laughs> um Instead of Walston Hoover, it is at the Waverly Soccer Complex. Uh, Warburg moved the JV game, and the soccer complex reached out and rescued us. Nice. Uh, they have a fantastic facility. We get their premier field, light, scoreboard, PA system, um, the whole works. It's, it should be fun, and we're going we're gonna to do it right. It should be fun. Awesome. I mean, this is why I shouldn't do research. I, I got all my notes here. I'm on the website. I'm trying to read it off and, and I look like an idiot. <laughs> but Casey, hey, we're all growing in this process of your podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us along the ride. And Bridget, thank you for joining us as well. Um, you guys are doing awesome. We're going to keep our eye on everything and hopefully we'll check in with you guys in a couple of weeks as we get closer to the state tournament. That'd be great. Thanks so much for having us. Yep. Good luck, guys. So, Phil, what's your take on the high school girls league so far? I'm just glad everybody's having fun. But they're not. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They threw me off on that a little bit. Like, what? (laughs) I know. I know. It was cool. They actually, they... On Saturdays, they call it Statterday, and they do their league leaders of like tries and oh, tackles yeah. and assists. Uh, they had a team of the week. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah, and I just talked about that, and you haven't heard it yet. I haven't yet. But I just talked about it. It was really cool. You'll have to go back and listen. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, no, three weeks in the books. Uh, Cedar Falls, Waverly Shell Rock, Southeast Polk. 
look to be the favorites. Central Springs, first-year club. They're making some noise. Yeah. They're they're getting after it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, no, it's cool, too, because it's like Valley came back from not being around, and then Central Springs is brand new and Fort Dodge is brand new, mm-hmm. um, even though like we lost like Adel and East, you know, more teams have come back. So they are at 12 teams this year. Last year they were at a no, last year I think was nine. Wow. So I mean, it is moving up. It's good. Yeah. So hopefully cool. it keeps moving up. Yeah. That'd be nice to get them to, yeah, 20s or maybe 30s even. 100. 100. <laughs> There's a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll take some time. But no, I've, I think that it's was this. the right direction. Yeah. It is, it is. And, you know, that was pretty much this week in rugby. Um, yeah, conference play for D3 ends this week. Mm-hmm. D2 ends in two weeks. And I think D1 ends in two weeks. Uh, playoffs are coming up for the senior sides. Uh, college mm-hmm. rugby is about midway through. High school is about up. midway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're getting there, man. Getting there, yeah. Slowly but surely. Man, my... Are you sore? Terribly. My, way more sore than I thought dude, I'd be. I have, like, my neck is, like, just getting cranked on in the tackles. And, like, can you see? I got a little bit of a shiner here, a little black eye. Yeah. Do you I, see my head? Yeah. <laughs> you got a little, oh, yeah, you shaved your head. You got a little goose egg up there. Yeah. And, like, the random, like, yeah. nicks and scratches yeah. all over the fucking place. God yeah. damn, dude. A lot of the tackles up above the shoulders. Yeah, just a few. Yeah. You know, it happens. Yeah. No, I... Or maybe we're just getting old. I think it's a mixture of both. (laughs) But I wouldn't trade it for anything. (laughs) Love it. Um, Yeah, you got anything else? Oh, Rugby World Cup. Rugby World Cup. Let's talk about that. So the United States played against Ireland. Did you see it all the result? I I haven't checked the results yet, no. So I'm going to tell you the results then. Okay. Oh, sorry. Italy. Italy okay. versus USA. Italy won 22 to 10. Oh. And so this is this is what I got. Uh, Italy struggled a bit in the opening quarter of the match with some great opportunities to build phases and pressure on the USA, only to scupper it with some messy passes that drifted in the wrong direction. They did manage to clean that up as the game went on, and the result was that their quick handling and excellent running lines got them into the red zone and over the try line. They worked hard on the floor to draw in the defense with huge phases from the forwards before spreading it through the back line for points. It was a huge start from the USA, but once Italy managed to get themselves into the right areas of the pitch, they just didn't let up. The Eagles had the advantage both in territory and possession throughout 80 minutes, but unlike the Azuri, they didn't or they really weren't able to use their opportunities to put the valuable points on the board. Italy, on the other hand, capitalized when they got themselves into the right areas of the pitch, putting four great tries on the board to secure not only the win, but also the bonus point. So that is huge. Like they said, Italy in this pool, they have a bonus point. USA, they didn't lose by seven or less. And they didn't get four tries, so they come out of that game with zero. Uh, Tough, tough tough start. But, uh, you know. We got a couple more matches, though. A couple opportunities to get some, you know, 
possibly a few wins, bonus point that they need. So, but it also does sound like you know the USA women they had the ball, like they had time of possession on their side. They also had they were in their territory, like the USA did everything right other than scoring. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's so great about like our sport is that you know it is methodical. It is chess, but with play, with humans. Like mm-hmm. it, it, there is so much strategy that goes with it. And even though USA played so many parts of the game correctly, the one part that matters most, they couldn't dot it down. You know, yeah. so hopefully they can fix that. So when we look at the pool that USA is in, uh, Canada defeated Japan. 41 to 5. Italy defeated USA 22-10. So when I look at this, USA needs to beat Canada. Mm-hmm. I assume USA is going to beat Japan. But USA really, really needs to get a good, if not just get bonus points. Because when you think of this, there are 12 teams. Eight of the 12 teams make it. Mm-hmm. So that means out of two of these three pools three teams will get picked. So it'll be three, three and two. So beat Japan, get your bonus point and then play Canada close. If not beat Canada, Canada, that is how they are going to make it to the next round. Uh, That's how they make it to the knockout round. So yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, In other pools, New Zealand defeated Australia, 41, 17 Wales defeated Scotland. They're always rivals, 18 to 15. Nice. Yeah. And then in Pool C, England destroyed Fiji, 84 to 19. So when you think of Fiji, too, they're so great at sevens. Yeah. 15s? Not so much. Think of it this way. Name a city in Iowa that has a larger population than Fiji. The one. Yep. (laughs) Think about that. That's crazy. Fiji won a gold medal in men's Men's rugby sevens. sevens. Their population is less than the city of Des Moines. It's 200,000 people. That's wild. Des Moines, 300,000. And that. They're islanders, so they're like genetically perfect. Phil, that's kind of racist. What? What? (laughs) How is that racist? (laughs) You're grouping people by race. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was a compliment. Uh, (laughs) France defeats South Africa 40 to 5. Uh, yeah, so real interesting stuff here. Uh, USA, they play again Saturday, October 15th at 17.30. That'd be 5.30. 5.30, yeah, p.m. 5.30 p.m. Uh, on the Peacock Network. And, yeah, so USA yeah. should... Oh, USA is actually the sixth seed overall. And if they take the top eight, I mean... USA is projected to make it to the knock around. They need to destroy Japan. And then after they play Japan, they need to play a strong match against Canada. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Glad we got that in there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of getting other things in there too, though. Get it in. Yeah. Uh, So one of our boys, uh, Ani, is, yeah, playing with Nola. This is another part. Yeah. 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 He's doing the, the academy, which is, Awesome to see because he's been like he should have got drafted like years ago. Oh yeah, like, so he's been working his way into the MLR and talk. Uh, say his whole name and then say the actual team name. 
Ani Mateo, he's uh, playing with NOLA Gold like Academy, so it's like the developmental side. Mm-hmm. They actually played Atlanta's develop, like, Development Academy over the weekend, and they mm-hmm. just smoked them. It was like 48-18. They have him playing wing. He was a starting wing for the day. Uh, dude, I'm just saying, like, he played, what, in center? Yeah, he's been in center, central, yeah. And he played and same thing with Lindenwood, too. And at Lindenwood. You put a guy like that at wing. Yeah, he's such an animal. Again, we, we talked about this during the MLR draft. Wing is such an underrated position because when you think of, like, men's clubs, when you think of college clubs, wing is where you put the brand new guy where it's like, hey, you can't mess up too bad. Mm-hmm. Put him on the wing. He's wearing basketball shorts, whatever. We'll it's not it like that when it's international league or MLR high level stuff. <laughs> you want to put your your finisher. That's the guy who's the fastest. That's the guy who can break away the game. If that ball makes it to the wing and Ani gets it, mm. okay, they scored. Well, dude, he's such a hard runner, and like he's literally got probably one of the strongest like boots I've ever seen. Like if you mm-hmm. watched him kick, like so, like obviously during COVID, he was staying in Des Moines and hanging out with us, yeah. and he'd do like. You know, we play like touch and stuff like that. And like he was practicing, like just kicking. He was kicking like for post, like 60 meters out and just nailing them. I'm like, what in the hell? Jeez. Yeah. No, I, I was surprised he never got drafted. I know. Like, it's been such a long time coming. Like, cause he was doing stuff with the Bombers for a while. And like, well, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And now he's playing with the Nola Gold Academy. Like, I, I'm just going to say it now, like, I guarantee uh, when the, regular season starts i bet we see him on the roster 100 percent. yeah and i'm rooting for that team me too yeah should be nola but i mean that's I'm the getting thing. nola shirt well and that's <laughs> the thing too where it's like you see it in the nfl too where like guys will go on like practice squads or developmental squads like practice squads in the nfl or developmental squads in rugby and they're getting that time and then the the main team is like well our roster is full and another team's like well, if you're not going to put him on your main roster, I'll put him on my main roster. Mm-hmm. So even if he doesn't make it to NOLA, I just he's been working so hard. He's just an athletic anomaly from what I've like, – he just – he's the man. Yeah. Um, we're going to see him play in MLR in the next year. Guarantee it. Yeah, guarantee it. And if there's an expansion team, I, like I'm building around him. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, he's young. Yeah, so physically gifted. Good. Like, I mean, a lot of a he's lot got of potential. A really, he's got a pretty good work ethic too, though. Like, he's because mm-hmm. I, I have him on Snapchat still and stuff, and like he'll like have snaps of them like doing like team stuff, working out. Like, Just brag a little more. Yeah. Oh, I hung out with him. Yeah, last, we're, we're friends. I hung out with him last summer. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm friends with him on Snapchat. I'm rubbing shoulders with some MLR guys. Who are you, Nico? <laughs> Duh. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, and the reason why we know Ani is because of Nico. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding. No, that's that's going to be really cool. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up because we did talk about that before the show. Like We do that sometimes, though. We're like talking about stuff. It's like, oh, this would be cool. And then we kind of, you know. Don't write anything down. Yeah, and then we kind of forget about it for a split second. Then afterwards, we're like, shit, we didn't bring that up. <sighs> we should have. But we got it all in. Yeah, we got it all in this time. Yeah, we did um, good. Hey, I'm proud yeah, of you. Yeah. Nice job. That's us shaking hands. That was that noise. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Um, no Philly V top five. No dogs of the week. Not yet. Not yet. We're going to save that for when we get back into December. Yeah. Ish. When things maybe slow down. Or November. Things that, things are going to slow down here soon. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, this is like, oh, my God, there's so much rugby. And I feel like when we're checking the scores, we're like, Oh my god! This, this, and this. 
not to get depressing at the end of the episode, but we're like a month away from like <laughs> none of that. <laughs> just it's just done again. Yeah. So live it up, live it up now. Go to your local rugby club. Laugh now, cry later. Shut <laughs> up. Don't be sad. It's over. Just be happy that it happened. Is this guy who's trying to one up me? <laughs> uh, you got anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Ah, I'm good. You? 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 Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs.